Somewhere in Des Moines or San Antonio, there's a young gay person who all of a sudden realizes that she or he is gay, knows that if the parents find out, they'll be tossed out of the house, the classmates would taunt the child, and the Anita Bryans and John Briggs are doing their bit on TV, and that child had several options, staying in a closet, suicide, and then one day that child might open a paper and it says homosexual elected in San Francisco and there are two new options. The option is to go to California. <laughs> stay in San Antonio and fight. Two days after I was elected, I got a phone call and the voice was quite young. It was from Altoona, Pennsylvania. And the person said, thanks. And you've got to elect gay people so that that young child and the thousands upon thousands like that child know that there's hope for a better world. There's hope for a better tomorrow. Without hope, not only gays, but those blacks and the Asians and the disabled and the seniors, the us's, the us's, without hope, the S's give up. I know that you cannot live on hope alone, but without it, life is not worth living. And you, and you, and you, you've got to give them hope. Thank you very much. And that was Harvey Milk with Give Us Hope. And this is the Godless Revolution back for another week. Welcome, everybody. Howdy. Salt Lake and the rest of the world. I'm Ryan Duffy. I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Matt. <laughs> that's matt mitchell in studio with us this evening we are very very pleased and excited to have mark lawrence yeah. and sarah clausen kramer both from restore our humanity here in utah uh we're we're just ah, fuck, i'm so excited to have you guys here honestly this has been awesome we're excited to be here we've just kind of been chit-chatting for the last hour while i'm trying to figure out the shit on my computer but, yeah but uh i think Matt said he had a couple newsy things. Well, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get a little bit of a history from from Mark um, on restore restore our humanity first, and then we can we can kind of get into that stuff. Okay. So tell us what is what is restore our humanity? Restore humanity is we started off as just a Facebook group, a bunch of people talking on Facebook, and it was because I'd been following things in California's Proposition Eight and Judge Walker and Judge Walker's ruling. And it kind of dawned on me one day, well, you know, we're in the same country. We follow under the same federal laws as they do. Why aren't we doing this in Utah? Mm-hmm. We kind of started a little Facebook group, and we started talking and actually got together and met one day in a coffee shop downtown. It was in July of 2012. And we just started talking about doing the same thing here in Utah. And you're you're actually from California, right? No, I lived there for 20 years. Oh, in San Francisco? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I'm, I'm from here. You are from here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so th- this this whole movement, this restore humanity thing, is is was based on what you saw going on in California. Pretty much, yeah, yes. That was I was coming out of kind of a dark time in my life right there. I'd been sick, and while I was sick, I was paying a lot of attention to what was going on politically around the country, and I started becoming really aware of what was actually happening out there as far as the anti-gay industry. Started mm-hmm. following some of the things that was happening. You know, Nam, Mary, uh, Gallagher, and Brian Brown and these people. So I started paying a lot of attention to what was actually happening out there in the world. And there were things that I, well, I really wasn't aware of. And so I started becoming interested in it. Okay. Um, 
and then and then and then you moved back to Utah in 2000. 2000, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, there's an article I have here where he says it, it, for you it was like stepping into an alternate universe. Well, when I came back here from California, yes, because I'd left right. in, in the early 80s, and Salt Lake was not where it was in. When I came back, there were so many changes. There were so many things going on in Salt Lake City that, uh, yeah, it definitely was. It was not what I expected. There were activists, and we had openly gay legislators up at the Utah State Capitol building, and we had mm-hmm. so many things going on here in Utah that weren't, that weren't here before. I mean, back in the 70s, the late 70s, I was out protesting Anita Bryant being in Salt Lake City. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But all my old friends from them were gone. There, you know, there weren't very many of us left. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew Salt Lake in some of the early days of the activism. But I was pretty, pretty blown away when I saw what had happened to Salt Lake when I got back. Okay. Um, we could, maybe if we take a step back and and go back to when you were sick, mm-hmm. um, because that seemed, that seemed at least from what I read that seemed to be a little bit of a spark for uh, the activism that you that you. Developed into what you were just talking about there. Yeah, it was. That was two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. And oh, uh, so after you moved back. Yeah, here. that was after. I moved oh, back. after. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I was actually living up in Cache Valley at the time, and I started getting sick, and and I came back down here to Salt Lake for for chemotherapy, and uh, a lot a lot changed during that time. Um, <laughs> I think that's when I became a good hardcore atheist. <laughs> okay. I wasn't, I wasn't going to give, you know, I, that, that was a battle up there. And I remember sitting in that room up at Huntsman in the infusion center, watching all these people having these toxic chemicals pumped into their bodies. And, and I saw real, real human strength. Right. And I saw real humanity at its best. And uh, I started thinking then, you know, this, <laughs> I'm not going to give this, this victory to anybody but myself, damn it. I oh, yeah. <laughs> but it changed a lot of things in me. Uh, and when I came out of it and when I got better, I, I was a different person. And I made a conscious decision to get more involved in, in activism. And I, in politics, I became a, a delegate with the Democratic Party mm-hmm. until they fucked things up in 2010. <laughs> Democratic Party fucking things up in Utah? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember going out in the backyard and burning my Democrat card. <laughs> Uh, but I, I started getting into a taste of, of activism then, and uh, that's when I started thinking about this. Now, you almost basically steamrolled this whole thing on your own. Uh, I mean, with Restore Humanity, you're the, you're the, you're the one who kickstarted it and mm-hmm. got it moving, period. Yeah, yes, I guess I am. Um, I've still got some of the original board members, but yes, I'm the one who called the meeting and got it together and, and, and started things rolling. I put together the board. Brought in the plaintiffs, and I'm the one that hired the lawyers. So essentially, without you, Amendment 3 in Utah could still be standing right now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess so. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. probably, yeah, maybe. Definitely. So I've, I've referred to Mark as uh, Shoeshine Boy from uh, the, underdog, the old underdog cartoon show because he is both humble and lovable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're one of the most humble people I, I've ever met. Like you've yeah. done so many great things, and you're just like, well, yeah, maybe. It's it's hard for me to yeah. see it that way because I've got a great team with me, and and I think everybody deserves so much recognition for what happened. You know, I, this whole thing, the whole battle for marriage equality, didn't start with us. It started mm-hmm. clear back in the '70s. It started mm-hmm. with Stonewall riots. That's the beginning of it. And there's been so many people that have had a, a very important role in all this. And all we're doing is, you know, I was one little small part. Robbie Kaplan, she was the big one, you know, with Windsor. Um, 
and of course, Proposition Eight. There's so mm-hmm. many people that have played this through, and yeah, we had a little role in there, and we kicked the ball out a little bit further. It was more like a, a marathon, and uh, that's how I like to think of it. I like to think that I just we stepped up when it was the right time. Well, and you were and you were just so tenacious in all of this too. I mean, it was, you know, I, I know that you went to other local groups. Seeking help with this, yes. and we're we're turned away by every single one of them. Nobody would take us seriously. Yes, yeah. Yeah. everybody's like, "What in Utah? Are you fucking crazy?" Yeah. <laughs> what about and the role that? Sorry, go ahead. I would say I will say that, and it's not something Mark is comfortable bringing up, but there were people who you would think were on our side that were trying to talk him out of doing what he was doing. Yeah, oh, wow. They sure. didn't think that we could win this case, and if we were to lose, you know, what it would, would it set say? People back yeah. and so set us back. We're not going to yeah. name anybody, but there were quite a few organizations in Salt Lake City who were trying to talk him out of it. Yes, yeah, but if, Mormons. If, if, <laughs> if you don't give it a shot, you never know, though. Absolutely. I mean, you don't know if you could be the one that just breaks through that wall and, and well, we gets had, it done. We had national organizations who were trying to talk us out of it, too. But that didn't happen until after December 20th when they found out that we were serious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What what role did, did Reed Cowan play for you in, as far as influencing uh, your decision to move forward with, with this kind of thing? Actually, a lot. I got to know Reed when he premiered his film here in Sundance. Mm-hmm. The, Who was Reed Cowan? Reed Cowan was the producer of uh, Eighth Mormon Proposition, the documentary. And I, I got to know him, got to be friends with him, and there became a whole other part of the story. He really got into the Proposition 8 stuff and what the Mormon Church did mm-hmm. during Proposition 8, and that became really important to me. Um, pissed me off. <laughs> I think it pissed <laughs> off a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched that. Uh, I, think, I think it was a great documentary. There are so many things about what the LDS Church did during that time yes. that, that make me so, so mad. Your, yes. your actual quote from after watching that film was, the whole process revved me up, and I got energy from it. Yes. I began to get better, but I also started realizing how fucked up things were, and I really started getting pissed. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anger is a really good motivator. Sure. Oh, when yeah. you want to get shit done, get pissed off, yeah. and, and, it, and it works. And a lot of other things that really piss me off is like apathy. You know, apathy is the um, biggest, the worst enemy we have. It's not the Mormons, and it's not the religion. It's the apathy. Yeah. People's attitude, well, gay marriage will never come to Utah. That so I'm not, why worry? Yeah. Why worry myself about it? Why try? Why? Yeah, right. That apathy really pisses me off. Yeah. Too. How about how about this quote? It's damned apathy. <laughs> <laughs> People are so fucking willing I to accept that. <laughs> accept the status quo and accept that the that that's the way things are and it isn't going to change. Yes. Bullshit. Apathy <laughs> is the enemy. The others are just inconveniences. Yes, exactly. <laughs> who said that? Yeah, who did say that? That's not familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that was Mark. It was Mark. <laughs> um, and, then, and then Obama was elected. Yes. That was probably one of the most bittersweet days. You know, okay. because Obama was elected and Proposition 8 failed in California. And it was just weird. That was just so weird. Uh, because it, it, both of those events were huge events for us and, and us in the LGBT community and all of our allies. And we were so amped up about Obama's win, but the loss in California just screwed it up. That was tough. And not not to bring this back to our show necessarily in a selfish way, but I mean, all of our listeners know by now that we're huge supporters of the LGBT yes. community. And we're also we're also atheists and the amount of money and resources that the Mormon church poured into that prop eight thing in Mm. California is just disgusting. Yes. Mm. Um, They could have housed every homeless person in Salt Lake city. 
And kept their nonprofit well, they, status. And, yeah. and they still yeah. could. They still could. They still yeah. could, but they don't. But without getting into too much of that part of it, um, what what was your hope with Obama being elected? What what, what was the uh, the the sweet part of the bittersweet with that with that day? To me, the biggest thing was to find that this country finally elected a black president. Sure, that was huge for me. Yeah. I thought I, I I thought we were moving forward, and we were something that I don't think we are now. Uh, there's been so much that has come forward now that I didn't expect mm-hmm. uh, as far as racism. And, and I know the opposition that people have with Obama, but that day, that's how I felt like we were really something. And, and then I had no idea what kind of, what kind of things he would do for us mm-hmm. in the LGBT community. Right. Uh, I didn't expect that. I think he is the first president to come out in favor of saying, yes, uh, the LGBTQ community should be allowed to get married and and, and live a normal life, just like mm-hmm. everyone else. Everyone yes. has that yeah. right to liberty and, and freedom. That yeah, was, he is the first president. That yeah. was huge. That it, was it, huge. It did take him a while, though. He didn't initially come out on that. No, no. no. His, his initial stance mm-hmm. was uh, he was evolving. Was, yeah, he was evolving, yeah. <laughs> and he evolved really quickly. That's he evolved why I think in he's about an a atheist, year. Even <laughs> well, there was there's actually an article today that came out about him saying he's like I didn't really evolve. He goes out. He was just too afraid to say it yeah. off the bat because he I didn't, didn't want really to ruin evolve. his chance. I had. Joe Biden off the chain who just said some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. heard that, that he had said that years and years ago that he was he was in favor of gay marriage, but he just didn't have the guts to say it in front of the camera. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, talk about you know killing your political career for exactly. so many people. Yeah, I yeah. mean that itself is a problem, though. That they have yeah. to worry about that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it yeah. Is. That that there, there's a fear there that if he says that, that it's you know, I mean, it was setting aside for a second that. John Boehner is is a constant roadblock, but yeah. uh, but just the fact that socially that that that's still a stigma, yeah, yeah, is a problem. Yeah, well, and the and the people the people fear their fear for their political careers and futures if they happen to be on the right side of history. How fucked up is that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Integrity comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no integrity in politics. But that's, a, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean. But he needed to get elected first in order to be able to, you know, surely voice that. He had to make it through his second term, and that's when he yeah. got that's when he yeah. got to work and, and did the right thing. Although yeah. I, I guess at this point, I would say I'd rather have somebody secretly be pro LGBT and get elected than have somebody like Mitt Romney in the in the White House. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. So, well, I, from what I've heard, victory. even here in Utah, we 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 had an ally in Reyes. I've heard that from a lot of sources. Really? Is that mm-hmm. true? Yeah. I find that a little hard the to Reyes, believe. But... The Reyes was pro-marriage yeah. equality. He was just doing his job, <laughs> which he did a really <laughs> shitty job. Yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, you, I guess you could point to how inept he seemed yeah. throughout that entire yeah. process and and say – Maybe he was on our side and kind of fumbled the whole thing all <laughs> that, the way. That was a thought that, that occurred to me a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he did uh, speak to each of the plaintiffs face-to-face to tell them specifically, this isn't personal. Yes, I'm just doing sitting, my job. I was sitting there when I don't know if that's that. a compliment or a slap then, in the face. But. Right. No, yeah, they, they did not receive that very well. No. They did oh. not receive that graciously. You know, and I, I, I've, kind of teetered, I've kind of teetered on both sides of the fence on that. Like, okay, I understand... You know, you say you're doing your job, but as part of your job is, you know, which part of your job is more important? Following what, you know, the the idiots on the hill may have passed into law uh-huh. and, and protecting that. Is that your job as as the the AG for the state of Utah? 
or is your job to uphold the law and what is right and what is according to the United States Constitution, which, over, which overrides anything that the state yeah. would happen to do. Right, and, and with all the states that did that, the AGs and governors in several states came out and said, we're not going to uphold this law because right. it's wrong. Right. And Ray is... And he could have done that. He could have done yeah. that, exactly. And he I, didn't, and so I'm like... I, I have heard it said, somebody told me that he did tell the governor they would not win this. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure he had to have seen the writing on the wall. Right. I mean, even, even Herbert as as inept as he is in some things, I'm sure could see that this was coming. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's pandering. I, I think, I'm not going to be able to be as bigoted as I want anymore. <laughs> yeah. well, October, October 7th, Governor Herbert did throw in the towel pretty quickly. So I think yeah. he was ready for that. Yeah. It's a pussy move in my opinion. <laughs> because you know, you know what's coming. So you can be as right wing and knee jerk as you want to be because yeah. the right thing is eventually going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, and that's the other part of it too, is that, okay. Yeah. He probably is intelligent enough to know that this is coming. It's going to happen. But what can he say and do to make sure that he's going to be elected next exactly. next cycle? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to admit right? some of the things I mean, that that's, Herbert said. I, 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 like that's the that's a totally cynical fucking view. But I fear that that's what has happened yeah, so I, often. I love the way that that started. He probably is intelligent enough to notice. That. <laughs> he's not. I mean, not sure. when you look at some of the things that he said, some of the public Did statements. Did you say he's he not? Made, <laughs> no. <laughs> he came out and he said, what, what was that statement? Uh, they, uh, they may not have any uh, choice in their orientation, but how they choose to act upon it is a choice. Oh, that's oh, that's that's Mormon doctrine one hundred and one. Yeah, right there. yeah, it is. And it's Absolutely. a complete idiot. Yep, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that, that tells us that he knew nothing about gay people. He knows nothing about LGBT yep. people. He's never even been briefed. He doesn't know what the hell that, he's that, talking that, about. And he knows well, nothing not about even morality. Limited, yeah. yeah, well, and that's not even limited to LGBT people. I mean, that's he doesn't he doesn't know shit about the human condition. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but not even human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Birds, <laughs> seals, yeah. dolphins. The I mean, biological condition. He doesn't know anything about biology at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Prop 8 goes down. You turn your sights to uh, Amendment 3 and, and Utah. So mm-hmm. what comes next? I mean, you, you you called out people for being apathetic. Uh, and <laughs> Rightly you, you, so, I think. Yeah, rightly, absolutely. Uh, that's a big problem we face in, in the, the organizing the atheist community as well. Definitely. Right. People who are just, you know, why not? It's, why, it's not what's the harm? Help. Why not yeah. just let people believe what they want to believe or whatever? Yeah. Um, well, this is the harm as well. I mean, mm. th- this is a part of w- why we're doing this show too. I mean, um, I can't think of any arguments that, that, that exist that have any kind of weight that aren't based on religion for what against, against marriage. Equality. Oh, there are none. Yeah. Right. There are none. No, there are, there are no secular arguments. Yeah, and the government is secular, therefore, no arguments. <laughs> yeah. Or it's supposed to be secular, <laughs> right? But I mean, if you're going to claim to 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 uphold the Constitution, it's a secular government. Yeah, no arguments. Right. Marriage equality. Right. Period. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. done. But they had one one witness in the Proposition Eight trials. His name was David Blankenhorn, and he was the only witness <laughs> David, that, that David tried Blankenhorn. Yeah, <laughs> he was the only one that tried to make a secular argument. And right after okay. the Proposition Eight trials were ended. He turned around and went the other way, started supporting marriage equality. Hmm. Really? Yes. Just full blown in real Absolutely. time. He said, you know what? This I is wrong. We should everything. Do this. Yes. Wow. This was, this was Maggie the attorney, Gallagher. Right? Was, yeah, Maggie Gallagher was yeah. furious because he was her mentor. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world would be the secular argument against there, there isn't marriage one. equality? Uh, what did he say? Uh, he's the one who introduced the children being better off with a mother and a father yeah. and started but, using that but, argument. But that's not true. That's no, it isn't. Yeah. Right. 
Right. And he, 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 he came out and said, no, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what you don't yeah. do? He did to his credit. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. We were actually going to call yeah, him absolutely. to be one of our witnesses. Oh, yeah? He was on our witness list. Nice. If we'd had gone to trial, we would have brought David Lincoln Horn in. Nice. Well, yeah. what you don't get with gay parents is unwanted pregnancies and unexpected children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Every right. child born to a gay couple is wanted and loved. And yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, not not to go not to go even further. I think your point was made, but I mean, gay couples don't throw children in dumpsters. No. no. And we don't. It's put them hard in bags enough to get them. They, they, we don't leave them in the garage. Right. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I totally agree. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, babies and dumpsters, that kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is that going to be another t shirt? We don't have dumpster babies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dumpster babies circle with a line through it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gay parents don't have dumpster babies. <laughs> it's true. Uh, that'd be a lot of work that's on that. <laughs> I don't know if that's inappropriate or just. Of course, it's yeah, 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 of course, yeah, of course it is. We'd, and we've always been so appropriate on this show. Just, when True. has that ever been an True. issue on this show? Um, all right, so let's we'll we'll jump back into this and how you uh, made some moves to, to to turn your sights toward Utah's policies. Um, but I wanted to hit a couple other things first. Okay. Do you have any news today, Ryan? Uh, since the computer's not up, I got one on my phone real quick. We talked about it earlier. It has to do with uh, uh, before Atlanta actually had their uh, their uh, amendment turn around and basically saying that gay marriage is now allowed in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Senator Del Marsh make probably one of the stupidest fucking comments I've ever heard in my I life. I can't imagine right. a politician saying anything <laughs> stupid. <sighs> Well, and, uh, let me guess. He's uh, he's Republican. Yeah. In mm-hmm. uh, his reason, <laughs> the hell you say for <laughs> not Georgia. wanting to allow same sex marriages to exist is he said, "You got to look at the financial aspect of this as well." Yeah. Marshall told the Alabama radio host, "Let's face it. If gay marriage is approved, I assume that those types of unions, those people, would be entitled to social security benefits, insurance, <laughs> and where does it end?" <laughs> those really those people uh, yeah i'm like um every married person is well first off everyone is eligible for social security as long as you work so gay people are already allowed social security mm-hmm. uh and insurance but all the other benefits that come along with marriage of course they want to have those yeah, same benefits that's why we that's did it <laughs> why they yeah, yeah. I, I have an issue right off the bat with the way he's wording that those types of, of, pe- mar- of yeah. marriages, those yeah. types of relationships. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the same a as marriage. any other type of – I mean, do you limit the amount of straight marriages because of financial concerns for the government? It's like, well, <laughs> we've hit our limit of straight marriages because – You do if you're in Alabama. Uh, well, I think that fat people shouldn't get married because mm-hmm. think of the drain – yeah. On Medicare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and their kids are more likely to be diabetic. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you as 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 a legal assistant, a paralegal that works only with Social Security disability claims, there's not. I mean, there's everybody that applies is not worth the benefit they receive. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm telling you, I talk to these people all the time. Right? It, 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 this this is no argument whatsoever. Oh no, we're, it's, we're it's, talking about fiscal responsibility. Let's not get in a fucking twelve year war with two different countries. How about yeah. that? Let's save trillions of dollars on that and send all of our kids through college for free. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the amount of money that we've spent on the wars, easily, yeah. we could easily have done that. 
I, I will say that was a that was a nothing comment. Has nothing to do with marriage uh, equality, yeah. right? Saving money, right? So I think um, the way I explain it to my kids and some people at work who don't really <clears throat> aren't really exposed to gay people, although they who, dra- who they come don't to realize work with that every day they're dragging expo- them on the way exactly. the right. who are unwittingly <laughs> exposed to gay people every day. But if you take any gay <laughs> argument you make and replace it with interracial or black, yep. Mm-hmm. And listen to how ridiculous you sound. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it clears it up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you read that same statement by that senator yeah, and, and fact, replace gay with you, interracial, yeah. it's uh, fucking re- – no. <laughs> I was going to say something that I shouldn't say. It's dumb. Just, just instead of, instead of say, do, say, say, say Jew bastard or something else. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was just going to do it in a fucked up accent this time too. <laughs> okay. You got to look at the financial aspects of this as well. Let's face it. If all these interracial couples get married is approved, I assume that those types of unions, these people would be entitled to social security benefits and mm-hmm. insurance. Where does it end? Yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty horrible. That's yeah. did, ridiculous. Huh? Did, did the accent make it better? It did. It, it, did. <laughs> it did help, yeah. <laughs> Can you do it again with an Irish accent? <laughs> uh, if you've never listened to this show before, my accents come up really fucked up sometimes. Like, it'll be working in the head, but when it reaches the lips, it's something completely different. <laughs> so Irish might come out Australian. I don't, I don't know. Ish. Blend, I don't think uh, any of us blend do into any of us have an Irish. Uh, I don't think we have an Irish, any of us, do we? Do you? Even though maybe. my name is Ryan Patrick Duffy. Yeah. You're uh, not Irish. And I'm no, Danny Shea Ellis. <laughs> weren't you Irish? Yeah, that's not Dallas. Was that you? Were you on Dallas? That's uh, Ewing, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Duffy. Duffy. Patrick Duffy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Patrick the actor. Uh, yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, he was also in another like step by step. Yeah, that's what it was. Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Come on, I'm gay man. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> was he Aquaman? Yeah. <laughs> Aquaman. That was the late seventies. The yeah. lamest oh, of the okay. superheroes. Just dated myself too. The dolphin is telling me something. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the lair, <laughs> everyone's mocking Aquaman. So we really get off track real easy here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, it is quite easy. Oh yeah, we, we totally we're just tangents all the time. <laughs> Can I say something about the Prop Eight documentary? Yes, oh, yeah. sure. The Prop Eight documentary was a huge turning point with me because I sat with my three children and we watched that documentary, and I was so upset after watching that, and I've been born and raised a Mormon. I was, I graduated from BYU. I got married in the temple. I was drinking the Kool-Aid till I was in my early (laughs) thirties. And I was so infuriated by that documentary. I must've done 12 laps around my house. And I literally sat on my couch and emailed my resignation letter from the church that evening. Wow. You know, Reed Reed would love to hear that. The thought that my tithing money had gone to something so yeah, unconscionable Sinister. made me sick. Wow! And that yeah, it was like a light switch. You know, it's a, another fun story about Reed is he lives in Las Vegas with his husband, mm-hmm. and on December twentieth, they drove from Las Vegas to St. George to get married. Awesome. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome! They couldn't get married in Las Vegas. They had to drive they had to, to Utah. 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 Oh, wow, that is funny. Yes. <laughs> I remember when Utah. It was like Utah's number eighteen. What the hell yeah. is going on? How many of you cried? I cried. Did you I, not cry? I might have cried a little bit. Come on. <laughs> I, I was honestly a little astonished because I'm like, I, I know gay marriage is going to come to Utah, but it's like, ah, I kind of got the feeling that we're going to be at the end of the line. Yeah, kind of like I was figuring the whole South would be the end so, of the line. Yeah. 
And it's kind of falling in reverse of that. Utah got it. Now all the southern states are falling. I'm like, this is yeah. Well, I think I think weird. it's, it's going to be Texas. I think a lot of that oh. has to do with the fact that that all all of these ultra Republican, super religious conservative that the, the, they actually have active bans in place, which is so easy to target because of its un- unconstitutionality. Like all the other states that are like, oh, uh, what? Are, you know what I mean? If they're neutral, it's kind of like, well. That's not where the focus is. Like, but if you're actively putting in legislation to say, no, this is ill, yeah. we can't do this, we're going to make it illegal, to, then then the Supreme Court can say, nope, yeah, you can't do yeah. that. And I think that's why you see. Yeah, there's something you can file a suit against. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I may have cried a little bit. I know for a fact I was glued to social media oh, yeah. all day long. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually when I, when I started. Or I became acquainted with Eric Ethington, who was, mm-hmm. who was you know, live tweeting and posting stuff like, you know, every 10 minutes about what's going on and, yeah. you know, the courtrooms are filling up and people are traveling into oh into gosh. the clerk's office to get their licenses and there's lines outside the building. And I went online and, and became an ordained minister for the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster <laughs> just so that I could just so that I could officiate some some weddings for friends. Yeah, I got ordained to marry Stacy and Josh. You know, Stacy and yes. Josh. Yeah. yeah, I married them. Nice. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and ever since then, I've offered my services for free. Awesome. Anyone who wants to oh, get married. Cool. Yeah. It's been, tell you what, if you ever want to pull yourself out of any kind of depression or feeling sorry for yourself. Get ordained. Get ordained and marry some people and experience <laughs> love every weekend. It's amazing. Yeah. Will you marry me and, and Dan's dog? I absolutely will. Because that's <laughs> oh. the, because what's <laughs> next? What's next after gay one. marriage? Yeah. Yeah. Marrying yeah, Dan's dog. Next? You're yep. a gold digger. You know he's going to be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> can't hear you scream. So That's true. Old. He can't. He's he is getting so deaf, actually. Old. I, I did see a lady try to get legally married to a carousel. A carousel? Yeah, yes. there's been some weird things, but the, they that have more of the mental issue where they quality. have a yeah. physical, a, basically they feel love for an object and it's, yeah. uh, it's weird. Yeah. That is weird. I have never experienced that. I mean, I've had toys I really like of, and yeah. have been very disappointed when I break them. But I get over it. How long ago were we talking, Ryan? Uh, two weeks. Oh, okay. <laughs> My stretch Armstrong, one of the arms just gave way, and I was really sad. A couple of years ago, a guy in Korea married a pillow. Is that true? Yeah. You remember that one? I don't remember that one. That's... Yeah, mm. he married his pillow. He was in love with it. Wow. Mm. That was before this happened. I really yeah. like my pillow. It's the kind with the gel on one side, so it always oh, yeah. stays cool. Yeah. There's like no flipping your pillow over to get to the cool side of the pillow. I've got to get one of those. Oh, God, there was a woman last week that married herself. Oh, really? Did you hear about that? No. Really? She married herself. Wow. Walked wow. herself down the aisle. Which person's name did she take? <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get her in there? What did the cake top look like? <laughs> yeah. And that had to be an awkward first dance. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was just the one figurine with a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. We basically See, just have mic'd up conversations on the show. Uh, we, have, we, have, we have a loose topic, but we, lo- we like to have fun, too. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll get back to serious stuff. Um, uh, do you have any other good I, news? Yeah, I, I actually found a really cool website that's better than oh, yeah. Ken Ham's. Answers in Genesis, and it's called unbiasedscience.org, which Un- the title itself should tell you something that about. That's very it biased. Does. It does. And, and the that's subtitle is Just Science, period. Wow. Just Science. Yeah, th- there's, there's like Just Science with no science bias. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, almost, it's almost 
I, I debated for a long time of whether I was going to actually read this because it's so bad that there's almost not anything to talk about. Is there a possibility it's a hoax site? Yeah, there was that possibility. Um, I, I actually learned of this from Russell Glasser. Okay. And he didn't read that on the nonprofits because he was afraid of that same thing. So I went and looked more into it. And, I, and, and he said, screw it. We got the balls to read it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> it starts with Take this. that, Russell. <laughs> Proof of a worldwide flood can be found literally in every corner of civilization. From ancient Mayan cultures to the pyramids of Egypt, depictions of the Great Flood can be found ev- anywhere scholars have explored. I was just checking the corners of this room. Yeah. At this point, there's hardly any debate over the validity of the Great Flood theory. <laughs> uh, isn't it a hypothesis? <laughs> Not even. But no there are there all. are still questions left to be explored. Scientists will often attempt to discredit the overwhelming evidence of a worldwide flood by pointing out that some animals could not have possibly survived with such a catastrophe, and therefore it must not have happened. For Christians, our faith enables enables us to believe without the need to answer irrelevant scientific questions. (laughs) But in this case, faith isn't even necessary, as the overwhelming scientific evidence is on our side. Oh, good. Well, Well, there's tons of it. This is is way too crazy to be... (laughs) Is he going to do, they is he a, gonna do they the seashells on Everest? This is like this is like Landover Baptist territory. <laughs> yeah, it's super super crazy. They have a whole bunch of articles. I only brought two tonight. I'm going to have uh, to do some research on who registered the domain and stuff. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, do that. And their evidence is um, what do they cite? Grand I'll, Canyon. I'll 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 finish uh, with their oh, evidence. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. We're we're getting there. One of those questions that has yet to be explored until recently is the survivability of saltwater fish in a flooded environment. (laughs) Experimentation has proven time and time again that when saltwater fish are introduced in a hyposaline environment for even brief periods of time, their cells are unable to cope. Is this? Hold on. Let me figure out how the fuck this is worded. (laughs) Uh, Even brief periods of time, their cells unable to cope change in salinity they're missing words there undergo uh cell death this is because their cells were not created to survive in a low saline environment so here's the question how could saltwater fish have survived the flood given the knowledge that their cells are incapable of withstanding drastic immediate changes in salinity this is an easy question for a believer who understands that our omnipotent god is capable of anything (laughs) the mere existence of saltwater fish today proves god's existence and there is no other way to explain how they could have survived the flood there's no other way to explain how they could have survived this non-existent thing yeah they've convinced start with the assumption that the flood is true i'm surprised he didn't say moses had a fish tank (laughs) not moses uh noah 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 had a fish tank yeah yeah there was a big aquarium on the yes that's that's actually better than this (laughs) it is it is oh my god Uh, i wonder if ken ham's gonna have a glass our god can do anything and everything and is all powerful but had to kill everything Yeah. In order to make a point. No, because but, of a mistake he made. But because the saltwater fish exist means he didn't kill everything. Uh, sure. And that, um, therefore he exists. So fish were somehow spared. So why, if there was, the if there was, a, if there was the, a great flood, why do we still, why do we have fresh water and salt water? If it all mixed together, why isn't the salinity of all the water the same? And because equal? reasons. <laughs> God. Because God, yeah. Because well, God, because, yeah. Because yeah. In, the, in the, you know, 4,000 years since the great flood... It's yeah. all it's all, it's all, it's all evolved, yeah. yeah. In that 
I don't know why they even spent the time on the two first paragraphs when the whole thing is God did it. <laughs> I mean, they could have just started and ended with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's no reason to try to explain. It. There's nothing scientific about this at all. <laughs> yeah, you click on each article. How did the Great Flood happen? God did it. What right, happened to dinosaurs? Did God, God did, did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, check on that because that's why I said there's it, there's almost no discussion to be had from this. It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, this strikes me as like a Landover Baptist thing where it's it's you know Poe stuff done so well that you can't really tell. There's, you know, there's the, I think they're, I think probably their most famous thing was the, the pamphlet talking about, you know, checkmate atheists and it goes through the whole water cycle about, you know, the, it, it names, it, it names all of these figures and the state statistics and everything. And about how, therefore, if we were millions a year, we couldn't have water left. Yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, everybody, yeah. you know, oh I, I see it float around like once every few months on Facebook yeah. or whatever, and I'm like, no. This is a Poe thing. It was made by an atheist group who set up this website a long fucking time ago, like in the 90s. But, but they still- this, this may be one of those things. I don't know. It sure sounds like it. Uh, yeah, it's so terrible. Yeah. Did Ken Ham cite that as proof? No. <laughs> you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Well, I think his reasoning is even better well, than that. Well, you know, that. scientists <laughs> with their unbiased science will tell you yeah. that the flood was real. <laughs> No, and all no, of these things the, could believe because our God is the greatest God. As far the Bible as, that tells you that it happened. That's why. That's uh, his. As far authority. as tons of cultures having flood stories, I don't dismiss that. Tons of cultures could have localized floods in their area and be like, "Ah, this is our whole world if you know, and it's all flooded." Right, but yeah, when the entire world you know world, exists exists as a twenty mile radius from yeah. your home. And that's all flooded. Yeah, to you, the whole world's flooded. As far everything you see around you is flooded. Everything is gone. As far as the entire world being flooded, yeah, there's no way. Uh, No, but the the difficult thing though is trying to differentiate from like you know maybe like in Sumeria they had this flood myth, and then obviously the Bible took stories from them, and oh yeah, you know maybe the Chinese or whatever. So you've got you've got a plethora of flood myths, but how do you know that isn't all from one source? Where maybe just the Mediterranean area flooded, yeah. and then they've all adopted these flood myths. Mm-hmm. I mean, even still, you don't, you don't, you can't tell the difference between, you know. Sounds like these stories evolved. What? I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I was wondering. We we've talked about how Mark started uh, Restore Humanity. Sarah's here with us. When when did you join Restore? Five months ago. Four months ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're a rookie. I'm a rookie. Oh, yeah. And and what do you do for Restore? I'm the events coordinator. So we pull together um, parties, fundraisers. We're trying to get our um, get our name out there and let people know that just because we have legalized marriage in Utah, that we're, a lot of people think, ah, oh, we're done. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Pat yourself right. on the back. Right. But there's a lot. There's a lot that we still have to have to work on and still have to do. Like so take down the Mormons. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> Who said guys, no? no? We need to keep them around for laughs. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're Are you guys just, still just, running just your minority uh, though? You still running the one four five uh, campaign? Yes, actually, I'm coming up. Well, I'm trying to come up with some ideas to keep that going. I, I told you earlier that we're thinking about doing a, a webcast uh, mm-hmm. with the, the ladies of Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. We've been in that with a, a tag for the one four five campaign to help keep the ladies of Happy Valley up and on the air. Nice. Um, 
the one four five campaign, we bring it out once in a while. We pull it out of the back of the closet and throw it back up there, and it's 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 been a good tool. You gaze in your closets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine is the open backyard. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so you've been with Restore for about five months mm-hmm. now, and you're on the board. How many board members has Restore got? We have five, five. now. Yeah. We're looking for our sixth, but mm-hmm. we have five. Nice. Yeah, we have well, a, an opening for a communications director. My communications mm. director moved to Seattle. Ah. So, who was the communications Matt, director? Matt Spencer. Ah. And I miss him. <laughs> He's the guy that made me sound sane and rational. I <laughs> I have a I tendency. Like Matt. He was a really good guy. He was. I have I have a tendency of getting a little. You know, I get into things and a little fire brandy. My, that's the guy that could pull me back off the ledge and say, "You know, you can't do that." My, um, yeah, Mark is very intense and passionate, and that's why yeah, he's so good yeah. at what he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what a campaign like yeah, this that's needs. What it takes. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, now they're all pulling me back off the ledge. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have the funnest board meetings ever. Yeah, we're oh, really yeah. casual. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's a great group. That's of good. People. We like casual. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're an incredible group of people. The people we've got. One of my original board members, uh, Karen Christ, Ben McAdams' aunt. Nice. Mm. She's a cool lady. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Kate Call, who is one of the plaintiffs on the case. Um, we've got a, a really great crew. We've, yeah, we have we, Angie. We have Angie now, us. who is a sergeant with the United States Air Force Excellent. on active duty. Air and traffic I'm very controller. Uh-huh. Yep. She's the one. She says, All I'm right. the one that tells the guys in the flying the airplanes where to drop the bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, let's see. I've got a couple of people in yeah. mind here. You know? <laughs> a few targets. Yeah. <laughs> So you saw like a setup on this grid system. If you look for the center. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if she's the one cool person I talked to in the tower. There's one guy up there that always makes us wait 20 minutes to cross the runway. And there's one woman that works in there that every time we're approaching the runway, she just tells us, crash five, you're approved to crash runway. (laughs) Really? Cool. Thanks. We'll keep going. (laughs) She's uh, her and her wife stationed up at Hill Air Force. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. After Don't Ask, Don't Tell went down, they were the first couple Mm -hmm. who actually got, um, Assignments together as a married couple in the Air Force. That's awesome. Yeah. They yeah. were in Italy when that happened. Yep. And we're nice. really proud, really, really happy to have her aboard. She's and then great. we have Clyde. And we've got Clyde. He's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde's, uh, Clyde's our, our treasure. He's in charge of the checkbook. He's the mm. one that tells me, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but I want but an overcraft. Yeah. <laughs> but we need drones. <laughs> yeah, really. He bought his husband a drone. Clyde, well, you may remember on, on December the 23rd at our first big rally at Washington Square, two guys got married. That was Clyde. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Their third wedding. Wow. <laughs> so let's get back to when you first started to attack uh, – well, I don't know if attack's the right word, but when you set your sights on Amendment 3 in Utah, mm-hmm. um, went through the apathy quotes, and you're starting to feel better. Uh, you're coming out of chemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what happened next? What what was the next step for you? Well, I, what I did was I really focused in on Judge Walker's ruling, and it was brilliant. Mm. And okay. I saw how Judge Walker's ruling could apply to anything, and especially here with Amendment 3. It, yeah. I, the the way what I loved about his ruling was that it was broad enough that it could be applied to so many different yes. things, but it was very specific in its condemnation of all of the arguments against same sex marriage. Yes, exactly, exactly. And what's really interesting is we didn't use much of Judge Walker's ruling at all in the case. I mean, when Peggy first filed our case, it was before the DOMA hearing, oh, okay. or before DOMA came down. Yeah, but after DOMA, we 
changed oh, directions, yeah. dropped it, uh, dropped the Proposition Eight stuff, and went after and used that. So it was actually it was Edie Windsor's case, and it was as Robbie Kaplan are the ones who set the direction that uh, that made this all happen. Mm-hmm. Scalia saw it coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, my favorite justice. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, just because he's so fun. Yeah, I don't I love know all the Catholic justices. <laughs> yeah. Clarence Thomas is yeah, he's wow. pretty. He's pretty awesome too. Yeah, he made a, he made a lot of noise the other day. That's for sure. Oh yeah, did he? Yeah. What did I miss? Uh, he pretty much came out and said, "Yeah, when the Supreme Court hears this case, we're gonna it's marriage equality is gonna be the law." Really? Yeah. And people got upset by it. Wow, I I totally missed that somehow. Yeah, it was on Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, the Coke brothers was, uh, must be too. for it. It was That's right after the surprising uh, to me. Uh, the the Georgia thing, yeah. Well, yeah, I totally missed that because they had voted. What was it? Uh, all but one voted in favor of Georgia, and they kind of came out and were like, "Yeah, this pretty much is telling you." Yeah, when it comes to June, it's going to be nationwide, right? I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. See, this is when you see all the conservatives pandering to to the right because they know they can say whatever they want at this point because. I mean, the writing's on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so let's get let's garner a few votes. I went down swing and I said what I could and I did what I could. And what's really confusing to me about SCOTUS right now is that uh, marriage equality, fine, just never use condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be their position for for the Catholics here. Yeah, which is so fucking weird. Did you see that the Pope? Said that it, you know, he he was talking Pope Fluffy, who everybody loves. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't love him. Well, so so previously we've talked about you know the the shitty things he said about, uh, you know his his right hand man that if mm. that if he were to say anything against against his yeah. mother he should expect a punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just this week or over the weekend he made similar comments about uh people adults. Hitting children. Oh, children, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, you know, disciplining children in that way is loving and kind yeah. and wonderful mm. and beautiful. And as long as you don't hit them in the face because you, you don't want that mark to, to be, be there and, and embarrassed. Yeah, then them. you'd be legally liable as well. Yeah. Well, what you need is the holy bag of oranges, not to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the holy phone book. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody get a phone book anymore? I do. Uh, yeah. yeah, I still I do, too. Fucking hate it. So <laughs> stupid. Why you... Get, I mean, ah, I haven't used this thing for 15 years. Why does it still exist? And every month, I got to call that stupid coupon company. I'm like, stop throwing your stuff on my front lawn every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of trees. Yeah, I don't know how the phone book is still a thing. Uh, my mother still uses it. Does she? She's got an iPad. Every once a month, she gets it out and checks to see if she has an email. I have to show her how to log on. <laughs> no, nope, mom, no email. <laughs> but I guess my dad's kind of the same way. He he's getting better a little bit, but I mean, he it's it's kind of cute. Like my dad will send me emails of stuff that I'm like. I remember when I would get emails like this in the 90s, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. chain joke emails that uh-huh. he's exchanging with his friends. Now he's like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah. That's adorable, Dad. So at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. Um, you were quoted as saying that I knew the only way this could be accomplished, talking about Amendment 3, uh, was with an honest grassroots effort. 
So how did how did that begin? How did how did you start? Um, so this is this is at the point. This is the point where you start the Restore Our Humanity Facebook yes. group and all that. Okay, mm-hmm. so what kind of got that rolling? This whole subject, the whole subject of marriage equality, especially marriage equality in Utah, is such a political hot potato, and yeah. it became so charged politically that the only way that it was going to happen was with the grassroots group who didn't give a damn about the politics sure. and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we actually put together. We put Smart, together a group yeah. of people who, who didn't care about that. Who cared, um, who cared about the real issues. Yes, the real but, issues, but right. Not but about nothing to lose. They, yeah, right. not about how the, right. they were viewed politically. We weren't looking at all the political bullshit and everything sure. else. We just wanted to find somebody that wanted to do it and just get it done. And at that time, that's all we were focused on. The next project became to look for some lawyers and, and look for an attorney uh, that would handle it. And that was a lot of fun, too. <laughs> is this where you got connected with Bob and Bob Henline and uh, Bob, Bob was at our original meeting. Oh, was he? Facebook, Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's been on the show too. Yeah. yeah. We, we love Bob. Oh yeah. We do too. We miss him. Yeah. 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 Bob's great. Um, okay. So, so you got, you got a legal team. You mentioned Matt Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was part of your PR group. Matt, he actually came in a little later. We, we, uh, he came in through a recommendation of one of my original board members who dropped out, one of our straight allies. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I was talking about a communications director, and he just suggested Matt Spencer, and I'd never met Matt. And I got in touch with him, and we sat and drank coffee one day, and I says, you want you to, I want you to come be my communications director. And he accepted it and came on board. And he turned out to be incredible and a very, very good friend. Okay. And a damn good-looking fellow as well. Yeah, yeah, him, yes, yeah. <laughs> he is. He's he's a really good-looking dude. <laughs> he he was always he he was never going to get married. He's got a boyfriend, but he was never going to get married. Hmm. He just wanted to win, earn the right. He wanted, and just before he moved up to Seattle, they announced her engagement. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's when it hit me. Was when Matt and Scott announced her engagement. I went, "Wow, look what we did!" That's the first time it really hit. Hmm. Well, that, was a, that was a big day. What year was that? That was about six months ago. Oh, yeah. six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, how did Maggleby and Greenwood get involved? Um, I sent out emails to about 12, maybe 15 law firms. I'd spoke to ACLU. I'd spoke to, I went to Land Legal, the national organizations, and they just laughed, oh, look what they're doing in Utah, you know. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Uh, yeah. Isn't that cute? <laughs> Um, and Maggleby and Greenwood were one of the first ones, the, actually one of the only ones that responded. There are two or three attorneys that actually responded. I don't remember the first one, but I talked to him, and he, he was going to do it all pro bono. And I said, no, I don't think that's going to work. That doesn't mean you don't have the resources to mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and met Maggleby and, uh, and Peggy, and uh, we sat and talked for a long time, about two hours. I, they had me in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Peggy says, hey, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I got a wife and a kid, so I've got a, I got a stake in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just sat and talked. They said a lot of things that impressed me. I checked up on them. They've got a good record, but their specialty is uh, intellectual property and technology. Really? So I was a little concerned of that, but I, I spoke Not civil to, rights. Right, not, yeah. right. But hmm. I spoke to them a lot, and, and I think what impressed me most, most about them is when I asked them about the judges on the Tenth Circuit, the federal judges. They systematically went through every one of them. They knew the judges okay. off the top of their heads. They said, you know, I'd like to talk to this one. This one would be great. No, we don't want to deal with this guy. They knew which judges would – so hmm. they, I, they knew it. They were trial lawyers. They were litigation specialists. So uh, that's that, they were the ones, and they, they contacted me the next day. Hey, we want to take this case. So, oh, so nice. you, could, you get this thing rolling, then you, you 
come all the way from California. You've gone through chemo. You you're now in Utah. You're starting to go up against some big wigs. Mm-hmm. You got inter- attorneys involved. Where where's the capital coming from at this point? Well, that's a, that, what I told them in the first meeting is is I I thought you know I've never done this before, never done fundraising before, but we were going to go up to the business community. I thought we would be able to fund this whole thing with businesses, and that's what I told Jim and Peggy. Did you realize this whole thing is going to be donations? We're going to go out and do everything we can to raise funds, but the business community should come through for us. Mm-hmm. And then we had what I call the royals. They were, you know, the gay people out in the community who fund, fund everything, the rich ones. We all know who they are. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. <laughs> I went out and started talking to business. I went to the entire Utah ski industry. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They didn't even want to talk to us. We went to the banking industry. They didn't want to talk to us. Yeah, I went yeah. to technology. I went down to Adobe, mm. eBay, nothing. The hospitality uh, industry wouldn't even. We got some gift certificates. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was spooky then. And then things started getting really, really discouraging. Then you, be, yeah. then you get a little concerned. Yeah, I was getting concerned. And then the day that I found out that Patrick Byrne and Overstock.com stepped up to the plate and said, yeah, we're going to do this. That was it. That was a, such a shot of adrenaline. Oh, yeah. That was a huge thing for us. That gave us all – I mean, it wasn't enough to pay nearly what we owed, but it was enough to get us going again. And uh, then I knew we would probably be okay. At least we would start raising a little bit of money. Yeah, but it wasn't until December 20th money actually started coming in. And well, is- and, you, and you know what? It takes that just that one first shot across the bow, the, the, one, the one person to step up and right. say, I will do this, I will donate, I will help. And then everybody else goes, oh, shit. Maybe I right. should get on board and we be should a do part this. of this. We I want to be a part of this. We should be a part of this. Yeah. I mean, this guy is pledging, pledging money for this. There's, there's got to be something here. I don't want to be the guy who's left on the sidelines going, I don't know, maybe I should, maybe I should. Yeah. I just don't know. It, it, it was great, but, you know, we, we were still stuck. Things weren't coming in, but, and this were actually where we, we, we came up with the 145 campaign. Let me tell you the story behind that. It was really great. Yeah, please. It was on December 20th when Judge Shelby made his ruling. It was on Christmas Day. George Takei sent out a tweet across <laughs> all of his – Look what they're doing in Who Utah. Doesn't love him. We all love him. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, we started getting these little donations in from okay. all over the country. $5, $10. Yeah. And I was going through the list and looking at all these, and, and I saw this $5 donation, and it was from a guy in some town I can't pronounce in Virginia. He sent us five bucks. Hmm. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And then on the form, it has where you put down your, your occupation and your job. He was on unemployment, and he was on disability. Hmm. But he sent us five bucks wow. just because he wanted to be part of this. Yeah, and that's where one four five came from. Talk we about decided, grassroots. Yeah, we we said you know people who need this to happen to them can be part of this whole movement for five bucks. Yeah, and fuck the royals. Yeah, <laughs> and fuck there the corporations go. and HRC and all of them. I had a grandmother in Colorado who sent us five bucks. She was fighting cancer, but she wanted to live long enough to see her granddaughter get married. That's mm-hmm. cool. And a busboy that worked for the Denny's in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh, wow. And these started coming in. And that's what, that's what 145 was about. One person for five bucks. The campaign's still alive. We're going to keep working it. But that, like I said, it gave the people who really, really needed this, that it mattered to, it gave them a chance to be part of this and to change their lives for five bucks. Have, yeah. have, you, have awesome. you guys categorized those stories and, and published those at all? I mean, because I was getting chills at some of those, just yeah. even just touching on some of the stories you were saying. I mean, those are really moving. 
we're thinking about a book. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, get those somehow, put those, make those public. Some maybe on the website or something. I, we, maybe on a podcast. Yeah, maybe on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know anybody? <laughs> we'll look around for okay. you. <laughs> yeah, because those those are that. Those were really moving, I, I felt. So we had some really great fundraising events that are held by the community. People in the community held some events for us. And we did something that was actually pretty amazing. In a five-month period, we raised $125,000 wow. in Utah. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Um, and most of it, of course, I, well, at that time, I think it was at the end of May, 82000 went to the attorneys. We had $25,000 in costs. We had some money in the bank for our next event. So we have actually paid them a little over $100,000 now. We've taken in around $150,000. And that's that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. We're a volunteer group. We had Matt on payroll for a little while because we th- we got really busy. But we're all volunteers. None of us are getting paid. We don't have right. an office. Our office you have regular her- jobs. We all have regular <laughs> jobs. Her our office is her living room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of us have three. I take care of my parents too. My my dad got yeah. a dad that's got Alzheimer's, so I live with him. Uh, yeah. So we we all keep busy, but it's it's been quite a trip. But. We're kind of stuck right now. I don't think anybody else is going to give us any more money for the lawsuit. But the attorneys are pretty cool about it. They uh, don't hide in the bushes out in front of my house anymore. <laughs> uh, so how how have things changed, if if at all, since since the ruling? Uh, the ruling being that that the anti-gay laws are unconstitutional. Um, that's a really good question because things seem to have changed a lot. But one of the things that has not changed is the anti-gay industry that's out there. Sure. For every step we make forward, they, they make two. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important right now that we don't back down. Mm-hmm. And we've got to remain vigilant. Yeah, no apathy. We still, yeah, exactly. We've still <laughs> got plenty of stuff to fight. We've got the World Congress of Families event coming up in Salt Lake City. And these are scary people. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. about five main organizations that, that run the international anti-gay industry, which is close to a billion-dollar-a-year industry now. And World Congress mm-hmm. of Families is one of the worst. Um, they've been around since you know, like 1997. They come out of Rockford, Illinois. Yeah. These religious organizations? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, they claim to be religious organizations, but I'm not sure if they really are. I think that they, they stand behind the, the guise of Christianity because it's so damned easy to that's, manipulate. That's true. It's the easiest and, shield and to pick money. up and wield, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can make so much money. Well, yeah. they're almost like a donation clearinghouse for the right-wing conservative right. religious people. and they. Yeah. Donate to this organization, and then they dole out the money internationally. An organization called The Gathering. Yeah. They had, they Is that fucking the That's creepy? ominous. The name. Fuck, yeah. Right? It's, it's, Let's it's call weird. us The Gathering. <laughs> Can I have the Satan voice, please? Uh, 78. <laughs> yeah, 78. The Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> was a little too whispery. It was like sexy Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was my bucket list. Right there. <laughs> but uh, their 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 meeting in Russia last year didn't it actually get canceled because well because of Kiev and all the other stuff going on. It got well, canceled. yeah, they, they've the never they've never actually had a convention. Well, they had a convention right? in Australia yeah. not too long ago. They've had, they've had five conventions. Had just yeah. not yeah. in the United okay. States. Mm-hmm. Just so this just is, nowhere in the U.S. The States, right? Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, I think their their last one was in Australia that actually got held though, right in 2013. Yes. So, and there's a group in Australia that made it really uncomfortable for them. They they couldn't seem to find a venue. Oh, mm. and we're we're kind of working on that here. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I I don't know if you wanted to share any of your well thoughts. They're, they're scheduled. They're scheduled to to have this at uh, Grand America Hotel. 
And mm-hmm. I think everybody should know that because we're going to go to Grand America and ask them to please cancel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what will happen. I think the biggest thing we're going to do is, is we're going to try a mass public education campaign. We're going to go out and try to get some fundraising done. I'm going to go to some of the national organizations because they should support us in this for public education and, an, and a counter event. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, how, how comfortable would, would – the Grand America Hotel be in holding a KKK rally, right? Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. or Westboro Baptist Church, yeah. right? And then you know yeah. we'll go talk to them and say you know we can probably have two thousand people standing around this hotel every day that they're here holding up signs. And I mean, do they do they have no idea what the World Congress of Families is? They do now because some of the other organizations have approached them and they've yeah. opened up the dialogue with them and asked them to cancel this. Yeah. So it is started, has started. We, we want to do a, a public education campaign, though. Mostly we want all the citizens, especially people here in Salt Lake County, to know who these people are. So tell us a little bit about the World Congress of Families. Yeah, so does what, does what everyone things? know that it's a branch of the Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know that they have been uh, classified by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate, it's a hate group. group. Yeah. That's correct. Uh-huh. And uh, this is something that's important, too, because a lot of people think we just call them a hate group because we think, no, they're a hate group. But we don't, yeah. we don't give them that designation. And I don't right. think that the Southern Poverty Law Center picks up the phone and asks the Sutherland Institute before they designate somebody a hate group. And it's not something they do lightly no, or on no, a no. whim. There's or... very specific criteria that have to right. be met. It's got to be documented. Nobody's ever sued the Southern Poverty Law Center for calling them a hate group. Yeah. Mm. And it's a, it's a damaging thing for them. So uh, they are. They, they've hit all the criteria. It's all there. And I've been talking to the Southern Poverty Law Center quite a bit about that. We've got a lot of information from them. One of the fun things we've got... For our public education campaign is when I started doing research on them, I, of course, the first thing you do is you go to their website. And their URL, which is really stupid, is worldcongress.org. I thought, why aren't they using worldcongressoffamilies.org? <laughs> I just out of the blue went on to GoDaddy, and well, there it was, available. This is like my favorite thing about this whole deal. Like, yeah, so you, this is fucking awesome. I bought it. Me? I got my credit card out, and I was then a proud owner of WorldCongressOfFamilies.org. So you sent me you sent me the link for that, or, or posted it on something that I had, that I had uh-huh. posted on Facebook. You made a you made a comment with, "This is all you need to know about the World Congress of Families." Uh-huh. And I clicked on the link, and it, you know, when it showed up in my browser on Facebook, it said World Congress of Families, and I thought. Okay, I'll go and look at their website and see what it says. <laughs> so I click on it, and it's all of these articles outlining the shitty things that the World Congress of Families does. Right. It's and I was actually, like, why would they put this on their own website? <laughs> yeah. What I did is I, I, pulled, I pulled down all the HTML files and the CSS files off their website and made an exact duplicate of their website. <laughs> oh, now, nice. for, for the first few weeks that we had it up, I actually even had their logo on it. Oh. And the, the board said, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that, might not, that might be bad. So uh, we've changed the logo, but what we're doing is in the same format. We're just posting all the information. I think we have close to 65 articles up there about this organization. Oh, yeah. Well, well, like I said, as as I'm looking at it, I'm like, these guys are pretty dumb. They put all this stuff out there that's like (laughs) really damaging to their group. And I'm like, why would they do that? And then at the bottom, I see Restore Our Humanity. I was like. Oh, this is beautiful. (laughs) This is fucking gorgeous. They've what a coup, you know, what what a strike against the man that they actually have the best domain domain name for this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I thought that was awesome. So what we're hoping is maybe some billboards around town. Why is hate coming here? World Congress of Families dot org. Mm-hmm. 
we'll just put that uh, that domain name up and just let people go on and look yeah. at it. That's we've, awesome. We've got oh, information yeah. from so many organizations. That's some Rachel Maddow level shit. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. <laughs> hey, maybe we ought to talk to her people. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the parent company of Grand American Little America is Sinclair Oil, which mm-hmm. is a Utah company. Really? And the owners of this company live on the East Bench in Salt Lake City. So mm-hmm. they, I'm sure, have seen the articles in the Tribune. And, I mean, you'd have to be burying your head in the sand not yeah. to have realized what's going to be happening yeah. in October. Of the coming shitstorm. Well, what, oh, yeah. what we're in the early process is now, I haven't talked to this group yet, but there is an organization here in Utah who they're called Inclusive Families, and they're exactly the opposite of these people. The World Congress of Families, their whole mission is to convince the whole world that the only possible alternative there is for society is what they call the natural family, and anything else is simply not acceptable. And they're and going they around. Do, they define the natural family as mom and dad. And the kids. Heteronormative, mom, dad, kids. Exactly. No, no divorce, no, divorce. no gay marriage. No, right, no, right. No, oh, they no don't care marriage. about divorce. They oh, don't they care. Don't. They're no. not railing against divorce. Uh, they're but, railing against single parents and gay couples getting married. And, and so, birth birth somehow, and so somehow and divorce, and, uh, the yeah. thing abortion that actually... Yeah. yeah, so somehow divorce, the thing that actually does destroy marriage... Right. Is completely off their radar, and, and but other people wanting to get married—that oh fuck that—and totally right. and, and right. divorce is the only thing that's talked about in the Bible right. as well. Yes, yeah, it, but Jesus King mentions said nothing okay. about homosexuality. So if you if you look at all the things King, that actually yeah, are well. destroying families, I mean, here in Utah we have uh, methamphetamine and mm-hmm. heroin abuse in both mm-hmm. the gay community and the straight community, yeah. and destroying prescription, families, prescription, mm-hmm. prescription drugs, yeah. yes. and Mormonism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fucking serious. I'm not even joking. I know it sounds funny, but I'm not even joking. They have a high divorce rate. They have yeah. a high, oh, yeah. and and how many kids they've got, and and how many gay kids are yeah. on the streets, right. because of their fucking Mormon parents oh, yeah. that came how many, out. How many gay for teens are, are living on the street and have nowhere to go because here in Utah there are laws written that state that, that, that state that you cannot house an underage right. minor. Right. Right. And so there's nowhere for these fucking kids to go. They they're yep. kicked out of their house for being gay. Exactly. And they are forced to live on the street. They can't even stay in a shelter because They'll Utah law doesn't hold that. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 is a serious thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But all the things there are that are destroying families. These people disregard all of it. They, they break it down to a fraction of the community, the LGBT community, and there's only a fraction of the LGBT community who are married and raising kids mm. and, and, and doing it well. And that's what these, these people are doing. Statistically. And they're, they're spooky. They are behind the laws in Russia where people are being arrested for what they call uh, propaganda, the new uh, gay propaganda laws. Talking about being gay. Yeah, you talking can't, about even, you gay can't stuff. even talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got groups there that are using social media to entrap young gay people, and then they beat them and up beat and the yeah. Yeah. tape it yeah. and put it on the, so, the internet. Yeah. Yeah. They're connected it's to sad. Putin in some How way? Despicable. Well, yes. they consider him the standard bearer of their cause. Yeah, yeah. Vladimir Putin. Yes. That should say what's, what's kind of funny, though, is a lot of Vladimir Putin's people now are harassing the Christians in Ukraine. Because they they want the uh, the Russian uh, Orthodox Church yeah. to be calling the shots. I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that either. I mean, it's no. I, I, just, I, I just don't, I agree, don't agree with, with it. yeah. I just I, don't agree with with segregation and putting people down for this or that. I mean, exactly. everyone should be free to do it. I just won't agree with you if you if you are religious and don't legislate right. it. But and absolutely yeah, exactly. don't. Yeah, yeah. Right. but I mean to ha- to have a a former KGB hood, uh, you know, who's bringing back. 
all the ter- the tyranny and and terror of of the former Soviet Union and right. appropriately a- shirtless all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's very weird. And horseback, but yeah, but but to have to have him be come on, don't be pussy. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't be pussy. Drink yeah, vodka. To connect it to this group is a little bit terrifying. It yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And, and well, what they did, they did it in Uganda too. Yeah, that's what I was just going to oh, bring up. The, the they're connected there. The oh yeah, really? Yes, yes. They were uh, behind the legislation oh, to man. criminalize homosexuality to the point where they can put you to death. Yeah, yeah. they're fine with that. And they, 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 no, they claim that they're not behind it. They but are behind. You can sure. see a trail of breadcrumbs from the International Space Station that these people are behind that. Stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. their their trails are there. It's it's their message loud and clear what's going on in Uganda. So exactly. and who the hell the, are these the, people? The one thing that I was very very interested uh, to learn about the World Congress of Families is that LDS Church Apostle mm-hmm. Dallin Oaks is an honorary, an honorary member of their member. board. Yes, uh-huh. and I learned this yeah, after the LDS Church came out with their so called support for LGBT uh, protection laws here right. in Utah, which well, was a scam. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. dude, at any time they support anything they're opposed to, it's a scam. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the most wishy-washy, fuzzy, gray area bullshit that, that any church has ever... They, they don't take a stance on anything. Un, 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 well, until recently. Until I have, recently. I have a theory well, and, on that, too. And before 78, they did, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's your theory on I that? Theory, I, I have a theory that, that they did this so that the legislature could vote down non-discrimination just to prove that they don't take their marching orders from Temple Square. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it could go that way, and then they will pass, of course, the religious exemptions part. Oh, yeah. Uh, or else they'll put it together all Which in one big package, bullshit. one package that can't be separated. So. <sighs> Well, and there are already lawmakers on the Hill who are trying to pass special exemptions for right. for religious belief. Right. Uh, there's uh, Jacob Onderegg's mm-hmm. legislation that's out there yeah. saying that if you if you have a religious a deeply religious op- a deeply held religious yeah. opposition that to means. gay marriage, right. that you can't be forced to perform gay marriage or right. or to support it in any way. Right. Even as a public employee whose taxes are paid by the yeah, same nope, gay sorry. people who you would choose to be yeah, nope, sorry. bigoted exactly, and, yeah. and, and discriminate against, that you wouldn't have to do that. And that's complete and utter bullshit. Yes, it is. Yeah. And if they did pull something like that, well, we've still got federal courts. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the ridiculous yeah. thing, yeah. though, is that it's just going to be shot down in the courts at the expense mm-hmm. of the Utah taxpayer yeah. eventually. Eventually, eventually yeah. the taxpayer it's will ridiculous. get tired of it. That, was that the thing. money so, can be so much better spent towards well, Yeah, yeah but they don't what. give a shit. They, what they want to do is put make it mandatory to put up in every public school the – the federal motto, which is in God, in we, God trust. we trust, they want to spend yeah. money on that. They want to spend money on fighting equal marriage equality. They want to spend money on all this other fucking bullshit where what they could be saying is, OK, look, we have, say, a bishop of the the local branch or ward or whatever that doesn't that has some opposition to performing uh, gay marriages, doesn't want to do it. Fine. Right. Fine. But the state has to do it. Exactly. And if you have if you have uh, you know some adverse reaction to doing it, fuck you. You don't work for the state. You are I'm sorry, but we're not paying you yeah. to do it. You're a representative you know? of our secular and, government. Yes, and, and it was just the it's same thing that job happened to in, do it. in the UK with that that Muslim grocer grocer or whatever that refused to check that woman's ham and wine because he was on Ramadan or whatever it was, yeah. and he wouldn't do it. Right, yeah. same thing. Yeah, sorry, see ya. Another, yeah, well, I, I, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt you. Real quickly, I wanted to mention that 
that Sarah talked about the the cost of this. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. saw that the latest update for this bill is that it went through uh, the the Utah State budgetary office or whatever and they they said that there will be absolutely no cost associated with this bill at all i don't <laughs> believe that for how one the second. fuck can you say that there will be no cost associated no. with this in order to say that you have to completely disregard that anybody will ever file suit against this oh right? yeah right you yeah. know and and i was just i was so mad like oh okay we're one step closer to me going to the capitol and getting a whole bunch of people to follow me there <laughs> and tell these people how fucking stupid they are yeah Another little project that we have uh, on our burners right now is, are you familiar with the law they just passed in California where they told judges in California that they cannot belong to the BSA? No. Yeah, they, they passed no. the law in California. The governor pushed that down. They can't belong to the Boy Scouts of America because they openly discriminate against LGBT people. We have exactly the same law here, and it specifically says sexual orientation in the law. Except wow. that there's another writer on the bottom of it that says, unless it's a scouting organization. Uh, so Restore Humanity is preparing a survey we're going which to Which isn't out. even a religious organization that right. could claim any kind of independent right. anything. We're going to send out a survey to all Utah judges and then just ask them a simple question. Do you belong to any, op- any organizations that openly discriminate against LGBT people? And it'll be with the... The idea that we're, we want to know which judges we can send people to. Yeah. And then we're going to take that to the legislature and have that comment removed. We're going to work on that. But uh, it's just something we're going to do for fun here just to get some uh, <laughs> some news. Kicking kick the beehive. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk to every single Utah judge. Uh, we've got the list. I've got about 80 of them put together so far. So nice. There's a lot of judges here. For the, for those who don't know, who may be listening out of state or even in state who are unfamiliar, Utah is known as the beehive state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was trying to find the article again real, real quick right now. We had, I'd mentioned it. We had talked about it real quick before the podcast. But uh, it was Oklahoma that just – Kansas. Kansas. I kept saying it wrong state the whole time. <laughs> well, it usually is it Oklahoma. That's K why it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by uh, another couple Ks and that Kansas sheets and pointing That had words. a non-discrimination law. Yes. And their governor just reversed. Sam Brownback. Yes. What a fucking asshole that guy yeah. is. Uh, I I don't know the article right here, but I know he said in there that he didn't want to give the LGBTQ community any special privilege. I'm like, no, you're giving them the same privilege as everyone else. There's nothing special about it. This is one of the Uh, problems when you're talking about these anti-discrimination laws. Most people think that we're trying to get special laws right. No. We're just trying to get gender identity and sexual orientation added to the list, yes. the list, the laws that already exist. They're already there. We've got good non-discrimination laws. We just want to add those. Two. Yes. Because it's, it's still sad. I talked to my dad with it about a month ago. I'm saying, I said, yeah, right now in Utah, if you live in an apartment complex or you're renting from someone and they find out you're gay, they can kick you out onto the street, no questions asked, right. just because you're gay. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, You can be yeah. current on your rent. You can be a great tenant. You can right. cause absolutely Nothing no wrong. problem at all. But because you're attracted to somebody of the same sex, they can kick you to the fucking curb. Right. And the same thing with the jobs. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I have to fire you because you have your a woman with a girlfriend or you're a man with a you boyfriend. Have a picture of your husband or your wife sitting on your desk, you could be fired for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's really fucking yes. bullshit. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. didn't know that. That's yeah. what the yeah. whole non-discrimination the non-discrimination law about. will stop is people being able to fire because of those things. You know, it's actually easier uh, right now to fire someone for being gay than fire someone for. Stealing someone that you've oh, got red-handed it. stealing. Yeah. yeah, it's easier to fire someone that's gay. Mm-hmm. And and I know so I'm a federal employee, right? So 
Thanks to President Obama. Always got to bring that up. Federal employees. <laughs> federal employees have all kinds of protections now in yes. place, right? And so when I read things like this bullshit about Sam Brownback, who has rescinded that part of the previous governor's order, specifically saying that LGBT people were were protected and and added them as a protect as a protected class for these different things, mm-hmm. and knowing that this you know the things that obama has done a lot of them aren't enshrined in actual legislation they've come as as uh uh presidential orders yeah uh yeah executive orders executive mm-hmm. orders thank mm-hmm. you where you know the next president could undo some of the good works that he's done right i know that there are a ton of federal employees who are really really concerned about that kind of stuff yeah and it's very possible if we got a real Conservative, ultra conservative president, and he could go in and undo all kinds yeah. of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we have considered in my organization, since we seem to have luck with the courts, uh, that if we ever were to take a uh, non discrimination case to the federal courts, that we could attempt to get the Tenth Circuit to declare the LGBT community suspect class and therefore subject to heightened scrutiny, as the Ninth has done, the Supreme Court has done it, and a few other uh, uh, circuits have done that. And if we could do that, if we could get the the 10th Circuit Court to say, yes, this is a suspect class, then we could come back and compel the state to add gender identity and sexual orientation to the already existing mm, non-discrimination mm-hmm. laws. And we could do it through the court system yeah, that way. Well, and, and that's why that's why the Supreme Court taking up the the arguments for marriage equality is mm-hmm. so important. Right. And their ruling will be so important because that will affect so many other le- laws and legislation right. downstream from that. Right. That they can point to that as as a base case and say – you know the the Supreme Court says that yes, these people have been discriminated against. Right. Who people? Well, this class of people. Yes. This exactly. class of people has been discriminated against. They need special protection. And you know we've got all all the evidence that we need to show this discrimination here comes from mm. the state. I mean, for mm-hmm. six years now we've been fighting this in the legislature. Uh, look at right. we could we could look at the things that have been printed in the papers here. We can prove the discrimination. It's all there and. And it could be very easily proven in court. And my organization will, will continue to look at that if it oh, yeah. needs to be. If we can't get it passed up here in the legislature, we will just do what we always do. We'll just circumvent them and go to court. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hate us. <laughs> we will drag you kicking and screaming into modernity, motherfuckers. Yeah. I just I wonder in what ways – I mean I'm trying to think about this on my own. But I mean maybe you have more – I mean clearly you have more experience. But I mean what – in what ways do you see this as being different from 1965-66 civil rights? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this has been called to a, a lot of people have told us this, that's what this is, is the, the civil rights issue of this decade. Well, uh, well before uh, century, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I a think lot the of atheists LG- are next, but... Yeah, but yeah. LGBT people have been hurt a lot, but not nearly as bad as the blacks did in, during the civil rights. No, we're not getting yeah. hung. Sure, and yeah. we're not being beaten the way we do have our our yeah yeah. I just mean from a legal stand, from yeah. a legal and so, and social standpoint, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, um, but of course there are. I mean, Matt Shepard. Yeah, there are cases. There I mean, are it's cases. Not, yeah, it, it may we, not be as widespread, perhaps. Right. But, but well, it's and you still, and you hear about trans people being murdered. Yes, and yeah, trans, exactly. Trans, trans people is a huge it's terrible. problem. Yeah, it's, it is. It's yes. disgusting. Well, yes. what about just the, the 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 suicide rate among well, that too? People? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's a whole other. 
Yes. Be- because they feel that they aren't allowed in society. Because they they're are treated different. as second they're, they're class. Treated as second class and they're like, right. well, the only thing I can do, yep. I can't change this. I'm just going to kill myself. Right. Right. There's, yeah, there's, Which is horrible. There's literally no way out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, marriage is yeah. definitely should help that. Oh, yeah. Marriage is, is going to bring it, – it's changing a lot of people's opinions. In the last 10 years – Mm-hmm. People's the general public's opinions. I hate to, I hate to think about surveys and and polls. I don't mm. like my private life being the subject of a goddamn poll. <laughs> sure, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, but it, it it's something we can look at. And and public's opinions. The public opinion has changed a lot. Well, great, but we're well, I think I mean I think great. it has. Public, I think I think that's is... fair to say though that 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 it really has. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even since I was in high school, which isn't really not that long ago, nineties. It's changed yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has, and it's encouraging, but it's still way, 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 way too Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not we, saying it's we, where it needs to be, but we've I'm just got saying a few more it decades is. to go. Yeah. We're going to have, you know, just like uh, interracial marriage and, and the civil rights movement, we've got to, it takes a few decades for our civilization, our society to catch up, but and, it, it will. And a lot of it is just having these, these old racist. Yeah. Bigots die. die. Gail yeah. Rizika will no. not be around forever. <laughs> right. She'd probably outlive me, that old bitch. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I, I still have concerns. I mean, you know, and I know I've talked about this on the show before. My son, who's going to be 14 now in, in April, is primarily raised by his mother, who's super LDS all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, he, he will, like, he's a good kid. Um, not racist at all. But we'll sometimes, when we're playing video games or whatever, get killed, and he'll be like, "Oh, that's so gay." And I'm like, "Do you mean that? Is that supposed to be a negative thing? I mean, what what do you you what know?" Was now, happy about to, what just happened? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'll try to ask him, <laughs> "What does that mean? What I mean, w- do you mean that to be a negative thing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, just to get him thinking about it because I think yeah. it's still prevalent in the schools and yeah, and, and and younger kids that it's just a negative word that means, "Oh, that sucks." Right, and it's like those are not synonymous terms, dude. Right. Like, yeah. but on the other hand, though, that's where the acceptance is coming from too. Is the schools? We have the GSAs now. The kids up in the Park City High School won the GSA of the Year award from Glad. That's awesome. They're I'm incredible. Really, I'm really they, happy they really to, are. I'm not. I'm yeah. not saying they're not, but yeah. I just, there yeah. still is that the, element. It, it there. is still there. But as soon as I bring that up to him, he's like, "No, no, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that." Which, right. which is great. Right, but. Then don't I say just, that anymore. Yes, yeah. exactly. I just wish that that element was yeah. was not. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, you know, he wouldn't say the n word in replace of, of that for that. Right. Team, you know, because that's understood, right? So right. why is there a difference? Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it just is it just time? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it, and it is. Time, yeah. It is. It is time, and it's yeah. young people, and I'm it's too impatient. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you mentioned the GSA. I'm really, really happy. And proud of my daughter, who is the president of the GSA at her high school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. She's yeah. she's pretty kick ass. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my son's cool. Never mind. My son's cool too. <laughs> I've got a cat. <laughs> <Just kidding. Yeah. laughs> I, I'm a lifelong single guy. Uh, no kids. I don't have any so, kids. Uh, oh, so you have some extra money? I have. No, a, I, got, I got toys. <laughs> I have a couple quadcopters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are your kids, Sarah? Uh, 25, 22, 17. Wow. And all three of them are very cool, right? All yeah. boys. Yeah. All godless. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. So were they, were they always godless, or when you left the no, church, no. Did, they, did they follow? Um, I was half-assing it for a while, just because I thought... <laughs> 
to be socially accepted, for my kids to be socially accepted, to have the kids play with them at school, they'd have to play the well, game. Well, which is huge you know? here it in is. Utah. Yeah, yeah. social yeah. So I thought I would be doing them some kind of disservice before I really got confident in how I felt about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, then I went militant, and they were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my family and friends said, too. <laughs> so every time my boys bring a girl home, I ask them how old they think the the earth is mm. and that starts a conversation <laughs> that's a good idea yeah. how old do you think the earth is how old is the earth <laughs> but isn't the temple so fucking weird no one prepared me for that no that was that was the one moment where i looked at my family i was like really you all fucking do this <laughs> and it's it's so odd. you all think this is like a-okay like what the fuck man why didn't anybody it's, say this was gonna be fucking weird, weird. Yeah, I was stunned. Stunned. Yeah. That was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Yeah. My adorable little grandmother, uh, my dad has told me that he's an atheist, but. Oh, really? He, that, yeah, but that he. You've never but, said that before. Well, well yeah. He, he has told me he's an atheist, but then he does. Well, then, f- for, first, then he believes, like, really weird and dumb shit like he watches the long island medium like that's like she's so fucking cool and he believes in ghosts oh definitely not skeptical at all and then (laughs) the last time i was at his house i noticed that on the new cadillac he bought he has the the new utah state in god we trust Uh, license plates uh, and i'm like i hate those okay i know those don't come as a default you have to special order that shit (laughs) so what the fuck man and he's he like he tried to like hide it, like he was embarrassed that I was there and would see his license plates. You, you should pull that sticker off and slap an atheist a Utah sticker. It's, it's not a sticker; it's on the license. What? Plate. Yeah. yeah, it's state issued. Yeah. Well, the no, state it of is, Utah is, now has like, "In God We Trust" yeah. as the license plate. Like my firefighter plates, it's yeah. a sticker. No, this is not a sticker. Mm-hmm. It's Whoa! It's just yeah. like I hate seeing life those elevated. Yeah. Every time I see someone, I, I always those, assumed I always it was a sticker like, on there, like all the other ones, like the <laughs> fishing ones or the vet ones or the purple heart ones. Those are all stickers on there. I thought yeah. that was another sticker one. Yeah. Holy fuck, nut! Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so my dad has cautioned me. He's a, he he told me, you know, at some point in the past. Oh, I'm an atheist too. Sure, okay, dad, you're an atheist, but don't ever talk to your grandma about this kind of stuff, like because it would crush her. <laughs> Like, don't ask her how old the Earth is, and I'm like, what? I can't ask Grandma how old the Earth is. And he's like, no, you really should just kind of stay away from all kinds of discussions like that. And I'm like, well, how old do you think she would tell me the Earth is? <laughs> and he said, well, I'm guessing she would say it's at least like ten thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is he meeting God. you somewhere in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <sighs> My grandma's sweet, and I won't bother her yeah, about it. There's but, no reason to upset him. Yeah, right yeah. So you became an atheist when you were going through cancer, then, like yeah. you said earlier. Just before that, I was living in an old house up uh, up in Cash Valley, big old pop up two story farmhouse, and it kind of started the night when that's when I was getting sick. And one night, I found myself out on the roof of the porch with my handful of cats while the house was on fire. Oh. Your house was on fire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why, how did your house get set on fire? Not really sure. My partner was in Salt Lake that night. I was there by myself. And I had just gotten back from the doctor in Salt Lake. That's when I was starting to get sick. Fucking cats. Um, actually, <laughs> the house was toxic, I think. Yeah. I had opened up the third floor one day and was going to think about 
making it a third floor. It was a big house. And yeah. Found we had a huge colony of bats. I knew there were bats around, but I didn't know there were hundreds oh, of them. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, they'd been there for decades. Cool. Oh, you had guano oh, piled up. Oh, yeah. wow. So we hired a guy to come in, clean, remove the bats, clean the guano out, and it got all through the house. Oh, wow. And I think that's pretty much what made me sick. I call it batshit cancer is what I had. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the house became toxic, and I got yeah. sick. So anyway, one night I woke up. I'd been in Salt Lake at the doctor's, and, and I went home, just crashed, woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and there was fire coming up the stairway. Oh. So uh, I got out, and, and that's when I was standing on this porch, and it kind of like, I'm on my own here. I felt like it. Tossed the cats out on the floor and jumped off the porch onto the ground and sat and watched my partner's family's home and all their heirlooms oh, and the whole mm. thing went up. Wow. When the fire hit the attic, it exploded. The guano exploded. And all of the like, fumes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. This is in a little town way up in uh, north of Logan uh, yeah. called uh, Newton. North of Logan. Yeah, okay. Seven miles uh, west of so did So did your partner have a dairy farm? or No, it was just a big old farmhouse up there in this little yeah. town, yeah. Um, the insurance company said it was arson, but I don't know. Oh. They said somebody threw an accelerant on the house. We were like two that. guys living in a little small Mormon town up in the yeah. Trans Valley. Yeah, it's whatever they the, whatever yeah. they have to say so they don't pay out. Right. So well, the insurance company did okay. They paid out and stuff. They said oh. it was arson. They said they thought somebody's trying to kill me. Oh, wow. oh, I see. Yeah. So I never went back up there. I've never seen. You know, the house is gone. We sold the property. And well, were you, I'm I'm guessing you guys were out in Cash Valley. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, had we, you had any threats or anybody? No, cause any problems no, or anything? No, or? people were pretty pretty quiet up there. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it was six months after that I was diagnosed with the cancer. So it was kind of a crappy time. And so yeah, my my faith in God was kind of weighing at that and, time. And this was <laughs> lung cancer, right? Yes. So uh-huh. were you? Had you been a smoker or? I quit smoking in '97. Okay. What happened huh. is I got a condition, I, probably from the bat shit. I got something. <laughs> it, it was very similar to tuberculosis. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I had an infection in my system. and they give I you a spoonful just, of merc- mercury for that? or Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the cure for it, didn't it? Yeah, I <laughs> or think syphilis, so, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, I One of those <laughs> Victorian cures. Anyway, go ahead. Um, that, they, they, they started treating me for that, and that just turned into cancer. So, you know, it was a, an interesting two years. But like I said, when I came out of it, uh, things were different. So you were you were born in Utah. Were you raised yes. LDS? Yes. Yeah. I, I left the LDS church when I was 17. It was actually my dad. Mm. My dad's the one who said, what are you calling there for? <laughs> really? I don't know. I thought I was supposed to. Um, I, 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 was, well, I came out real young. Yeah. I asked my Sunday school teacher, what's the church's attitude towards homosexuality? And he said, oh, it's bad. And I said, I guess I don't belong here then. I came out that early. Oh, wow. wow. Um, so how old were you when you knew? Oh, that you were an atheist or gay? Yeah, gay. Gay at 11, atheist at... 11 and a half. 45. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would you come out of being an atheist? I guess you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Utah. In Utah, yeah. 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 How, how was your family about your homosexuality? They were actually not bad. I didn't go through the shit that a lot of people go through. Yeah, uh, my mother good. was great because she grew up with a couple of lesbians. They were her best friends. Oh, there you go. And she knew a lot of gay people. And her biggest that's... concern was she was afraid I was going to become an alcoholic. And I'm just now getting oh. to that <laughs> right now. So I'm not... <laughs> that that seriously makes all the difference in the world for I mean absolutely is knowing not, not to be, not to make atheism and and homosexuality comparable at this point, but. If you're coming out something that's socially objectionable, mm-hmm. 
If you have the support of a family behind you. Or yeah. or if the people in the in your society, like you're an awesome guy. Somebody knows you, likes you, and then finds out you're gay, they have no choice but to say, right. Oh, well, he's cool, so I guess right. not all yeah. gays are evil. Right. Yeah, and same yeah. thing with right. atheism, right? But if if you just meet someone, and you're like, oh, I'm a fucking atheist or whatever, right. then they're like, oh, they're all angry and they're dicks, or you know what I mean? They but already have you, their yeah, opinion. Exactly. Of you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Like yeah. with so with your mom, uh, having those lesbian friends, mm-hmm. that totally makes all the difference yeah. in the world. Yeah. Or can my dad had a, a bit of a hard Should. time? Well, he went for a few months without saying anything, but he came around. He was fine. So I didn't have the problems with my family. I mean, I was out protesting Anita Bryant at the Salt Lake uh, Fairgrounds in the late seventies. I remember I got home one night. And Mom said, "Saw you on the news." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was out. That was it. So and that was how how I got started in activism. Yeah. Um, then I, when I moved to San Francisco, I didn't do anything. I just stood around and watched, and that, that kind of pissed me off. I thought I was wasting a lot there. Yeah, I didn't get involved in anything in San Francisco, mm. so I did it here. Yeah, yeah, and very well, <laughs> and to the benefit <laughs> of so many many and I'm people. Still going to try to become an alcoholic. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get back to that a little bit, but what what about the cancer situation led you to losing whatever belief you may have had in a god? Like I said, when I was sitting up there in the, in the Huntsman Center Infusion Center, just sitting around watching those people. I saw so much incredible strength. I mean, if, if you've ever been up there, there's 20 people in there in mm. the infusion center all being this is the new the new Huntsman Center up there. Yeah. yeah. It's a and really you, fantastic building. It is. And and, and the place. the people up there are incredible yeah. too. They really are. I can't say enough about those people at Huntsman. But just sitting around watching the strength and and, and the humanity up there with those people and seeing them, talking to them, interacting with them, that's what did it for me. And even I didn't really define myself as an atheist. I started re- reading about uh, humanism. Yeah. Mm. I love your tattoo, by the yeah. way. Yeah. And no, not very many people <laughs> notice that. Yeah. I, I actually consider myself a secular humanist. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, yep. that's what I call myself. Yeah. And uh, I love the humanism philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's basically, don't worry about God. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't right. matter. We're human beings. Yeah. And that's what it's really all about. So, so yeah, no, I totally agree. So it was less about the argument from human suffering. So so it wasn't that you saw that going on and you thought there could not possibly be a loving God that would right. let this happen. You right. just saw... I saw strength. You just saw the strength of humans and you said, yes. I'm not going to give the credit, credit where it's to not due. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. These I, people I, are I doing totally, this because yep. of their strength. I, I, I totally get yes. that. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was trying to clarify. Yeah. Okay. But then you got yeah. a lot of those same people who are then after they get cured to go... God cured me of cancer, and that's what I want to tell him. Like, no, yeah, it's, no, it's you, your will yeah. to you live. You did it's, it. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. maybe and maybe a doctor or two who went to all that school yeah. and yeah. all the time. Yeah. Maybe those guys helped you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I always say about the athletes too. It's like when the uh, athletes yeah, like guys. scores a, a touchdown or, or wins a race, and they're like, "Thank God!" It's like, no, it's the hours of dedication you put in. Take credit for yourself. <laughs> yeah. right. You did this. Right, yeah. and you, this and you is never all hear the, you. And you never hear those same people blame God when they lose. Right. Like, yeah. Nope. Oh, we came out. <laughs> yeah. We did all we could, yeah. but God didn't help us today. God right. hates me. Well, he's yeah. he's still working on uh, the Super Bowl. He's not. <laughs> he's got to get caught yeah. out. He's still a few weeks behind. Yeah. How how could he let Belichick and his cheater group have an interception on the goal yeah. line in the last few seconds of the game? Because he hates Russell Wilson, that bastard. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have fucking cried after the NFC Championship, right? <laughs> Russell Wilson just played prayed too hard. 
God's yeah, like, just hey, like, whoa. fucking leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. You're praying too hard, buddy. shit going on? There's 30,000 kids dying of starvation every day in Africa. Come right. on. Like, well, they're does he even know to, about that? Somebody lost their car keys, and he's still helping them out with that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's oh. puppy has a broken leg. <laughs> Nothing breeds an atheist like being a Mormon. <laughs> yeah. You ever notice that? Oh, yeah. Well, you get some rad atheists. Especially here, in U- well, especially here in Utah, because the, the LDS church has so much power and is so prevalent mm-hmm. that, you know, you leave the LDS church, especially, you know, not even if you leave the LDS church, but, I mean, just living here in Utah and having to live under the, the subjugative bullshit that goes on because of the LDS church. Right. But if you were a former member of the LDS church and studied your way out of it, oh, wow, yeah, it's like, fuck those guys and everything they stand for. Well, there's that, and then there's the next level of being a female yeah. Yeah. in the church yeah, in yeah. Utah. I'm sorry, yeah. but yeah. female Mormons, I do not get, understand you. I don't. I, I don't understand. Even you. even before I was an atheist, even before I left the church, anything. I remember having conversations with my, conversations with my mom where I was like, "So you, why? How come there aren't any girls handing out the sacrament? Mm-hmm. How come there? How come it's all guys? Well, because women don't do that. Well, how come? Well, because God has said." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, they're they're especially called to be mothers. This is this yeah. is, and if you can't be a, a mother, should men. you jump off a bridge? Yeah. Well, so can women get into heaven? Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. But only if their husband calls them there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <gasps> how? Why is that good? And why are any women in this church if yeah. they can only get to the highest level of heaven? If their husband calls them there, like they can be really, really great people, even better than their husband, but then they can't go to the highest level of heaven unless they have a penis. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Penises are awesome. <laughs> 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 Penises are awesome, but I. <laughs> one more time. One more time. Penises are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <I'll> stop. <laughs> Should do that in a helium voice. Yeah, that app on uh, my phone. I, I, I got to write down what each of these numbers are because they aren't actually listed. It just gives like very broad categories, and each category is like ten different sounds. Penises but. with five skin. <laughs> I remember my mom and dad got divorced, and she came to the realization that she couldn't divorce my dad. As far as, as their far eternal, as their eternal marriage, but yeah. my dad could do. Yep. Oh, he yeah. could marry yep. and marry and marry and mm-hmm. take his brood to heaven, and she couldn't. His brood. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I've I've mentioned on the show before that that when my super true believing aunt got divorced from my uncle, her greatest concern throughout all of it was that when she died, he would be able to call her to heaven to him, and she would have no say in the matter. Would yeah. you just automatically because, like beam her up, like transfer? Well, yeah. Her? I mean, as as an as an LDS man who is sealed to your wife for time and eternity in the temple, uh-huh. you, your wife, you call your wife to you. She has no say in the matter. If you call her name, she has to come to you. She's, she has to hie unto geez. you in wow. the celestial kingdom. It's the it's secret, secret temple name, though. Yeah. You yeah, know, I always thought if I, super oh, secret, if, I had a, <laughs> if I had a super secret temple name, I wanted it to be... <laughs> Oh, I don't know, like precious. No, they're, yeah. they're all they're all out of the they're all out of the Book of Mormon in the Bible. Oh, mine my was, temple mine was name Amulek. And, mine was Gary. Oh. Yours was Gary. It was Gary. Everyone on that day. Just I wonder if the, yeah, that's the, how it the is. governor of Idaho, Butch Otter, if that's a temple name. 
<laughs> you know, Otter. look Butch, Butch Otter, Otter up on Wikipedia. Uh, it's a, a a young gay man who is like a bear, only skinny. who's a Butch Otter. Yes, that is. And if that's not a gay porno name, it totally is. Yeah, yeah, that's his real name. His name's Butch Otter, the the governor of Idaho, and he's fighting. Fighting marriage equality there too. Wow. Yeah. So uh besides wow, man. Mormons uh, here in Utah. Is he friends with assless chaps twink? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a thing. Probably they've probably done some movies together. <laughs> yeah. On a side note, um Urban Dictionary as of this morning has a definition for sound Sam Brownback. Oh awesome. I would encourage you to look that up. Is it as, is it as good as Santorum? Actually, they, re- they reference yeah. Santorum in yeah, this. You don't want to get, oh, yeah. to get Dan Savage pissed at you. <laughs> no. Did you see no. that he's got he's his cool own show starting? Has he? Yeah. Oh, good. I love that yeah. guy. He's yeah. so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He does. I read yeah. his, yeah, he's, he's cool. I read his articles. They're funny. He's so awesome. Yeah. Or is it a blog? Is it a blog? Where he has the questions and... Well, he's got a blog. He's got well, a he's podcast. Been, he's been doing Savage yeah. Love. It's calling for years. Yeah, it's yeah. a blog that I read. Funny. Yeah. What do you got, Reggae? I was going to say, uh, besides the Mormons doing crazy stuff with suppressing women, have you heard what the historians said over there in the uh, Middle East? <laughs> Wait, do they... About uh, women driving? Is, yes, about women driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were inviting rape. Yes. <laughs> what? Wait, well, American rape. women, anyway. Well, this is the reason why women in Saudi Arabia are not allowed to drive. Wait, are you trying to tell me that there's oppression of women in the Middle East? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, Wait, do you mean like Middle East? Is that like Ohio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they love their little ladies, too, but they're, they're not going to oppress. <laughs> he, yeah, he they, had said, they just wear flannel instead of burkas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had mentioned that people used to drive around on camelbacks, which were very short distances. Hey, but I have now, some of those. They're really good when you go hiking. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a couple of them too. Yeah. Keep watering them. But or now, wine. don't put wine in them. You have to drive. Moab, that's bad. Oh, don't put beer. It foams up when you try to suck it through the straw. That's even worse than wine. Yeah. yeah. But uh, now he says, since women have to, since when you go on a car ride to go to a different town, you're driving 80 kilometers, 100 kilometers, 120. It's a lot further. And if your car breaks down and you're a woman driving, you just might get raped on the side of the road. But America. So don't drive. <laughs> but the reason why. Yeah. So if you're a passenger so in the car and your car breaks down, you won't get raped. Well, because you'll have your, because your male companion with you. Break down, oh my god! Which means you'll be raped. Uh, and if and your male he, companion rapes you, then what? Well, usually their then male companion driving them that oh. is their husband or their son. Well, he's or, not raping you, according to that douche in Springville. If you're asleep, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. Rape. Oh. that douche in Utah. <laughs> but when they brought up women driving yeah. in other countries like the United States, he said they don't care if they are raped on the side of the road, but we do. It's oh. like, oh, so American women don't care if they are raped. We care if they're raped on the side of the road. Who do you think is doing the raping? Uh, after he gets kind of called out on that by a woman host on this show, he said, it's no big deal for them beyond the damage of their morals. <sighs> whoa. Rape whoa, is no big whoa, deal whoa. for them beyond the damage of their morals? Because rape only happens to amoral women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ever. Not, not only that, but... but Who chose to drive Not only that, but when you're, situation. When you're yeah. raped, it only <laughs> you works your morals. It. Yeah. So, I saw you turn on that blinker. Holy shit. Yeah. You're driving an automatic, you fucking <laughs> Playing with your gear shift. <laughs> so this man has a solution to the problem. I'm Just sure take a guess at does. what the solution to the problem is. Female genital right? mutilation in order <laughs> to qualify for a driver's I, license. I think that already Surgically happens. remove females' morals so they won't get hurt when they're raped. No, just bring in women from other countries to drive for their women. 
So that they can be raped. Yes. American uh, driving women. Pretty much. Well, they don't care if they get raped. Hire Americans to drive that, for how you. How does that make any sense? Because the problem is they're saying, why don't you let women drive? It's like, well, we don't want our women to drive because they might get raped. But if it's a woman American from another country women. driving, okay, so, they don't okay. care about it. Okay, so. Because American okay. women are so loose wait, and wait, have wait, sex wait, wait. anyway. Forget about that. The problem is not the fact that these fucking men are raping their women all the time? No, that's why would not it be? the problem. That says more no. about the men no. in that country. Oh, yeah. Than it does yeah, that, that's cars. not the problem. The no. problem is that women are driving. Should it be the problem? Well, well it's the fault about? of the women Were for having vaginas. Right <laughs> if sexuality <laughs> is repressed, <laughs> it's going to be an issue. If you take their vaginas out, they won't get raped. There you go. Gross. Yeah, you just seal the vaginaectomy. Yeah, seal it up. So what do they Yeah, just seal what those do, what do up. they what do they uh how do they do all their womanly things? Pack it full of concrete? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> how do you have a vaginectomy? A vaginectomy? A vaginectomy. Vaginectomy. I like it. They, I mean, can, I they can, they can I still be raped. I just I don't know. A vaginectomy sounds dude, more cavernous. That, oh, that would leave a nasty-looking scar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Saudis will come up with something. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. They got some bad solutions to their bad ideas. Yeah, dude, that is so fucking disturbing. Yeah. When it, well, the same can be true of men. I mean, guys get raped. It's true. Yeah, it is. But, it is true. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, right now I'm not really that worried about that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not minimizing that. I just there's no way it's the same level of issue. No, I don't think so. Especially in those countries. Oh yeah, because those countries, women are just subjugated to that's what they're. Dude, they're property. They're property. Yeah, and 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 this is exactly what this displays exactly how they feel about it. It's it's still her fault. Yeah. Yeah. There's absolutely no mention of the dudes doing the raping. Like what the fuck? It's almost like they think that it's a man's responsibility to rape a woman if he gets a chance. Or, yeah, if or, or she, yeah, if she's or, inviting it, hey, what is he going to do? Yeah. I mean, what I else she drove. To do? Time to rape her. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. an ankle. That's the natural. Yeah, that's the natural next step. <laughs> yeah, she didn't use her turn <sighs> signal, guys. Oh, she's getting it. <laughs> Look at this woman. Yeah, you can tell that she wants my penis inside her because <laughs> she is driving an auto. Why are you French French right in the car? Broke down. <laughs> <is> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, French guys think the same way. I don't know. Wee wee, wee wee. Yeah. So can you walk? Can you walk as a Middle Eastern? Yeah. Are you allowed to yes. walk behind yeah. your walk. husband? How about riding a bike? Yeah. Skateboards? No bikes. No, oh well, actually, I did see a thing. Uh, there's a whole revolution of skateboarding in Afghanistan for women. That's. And they're no. trying to bring it to Middle Eastern countries. There's a, a whole. Uh, no bikes in Saudi though. Dogtown for women. Is, it, is there not a lot of bikes? Yeah, I don't think. I think there was a, a, a whole documentary put on by a, a woman about another woman who okay. wants to ride a bike, and she she had to park vans, and as the director would have to hide inside the van to tape the whole show. Okay, good God. But yeah, there, there's there's a crew because of, you are pumping those uh, international <laughs> skateboarders who are going to countries like Afghanistan, Iraq, and going to the Middle East and building skate parks, indoor skate parks for these kids, giving them skateboards and trying to get girls to come in and skateboard, trying to empower them, being like, hey, just like that boy there can do this, you can do it too, and look how, how awesome you are. How up does your country have to be that skateboarding is a statement of empowerment? That's a stance I'm taking. <laughs> aren't, they just, aren't they just trying to get girls into <laughs> school in It's a goofy stance that I'm taking. They're trying to. That's... Uh, I mean, they're still yeah. not allowed after a certain age to go to school. Yeah. I've never fed, felt empowered on a skateboard ever. Yeah. But you should see these videos of these kids skateboarding. Like, they've like got 
a month on a skateboard and they're ripping around. I'm like, it's kind of cool to watch. Right I mean, to tie it back a little bit, though, the uh, citizens of those same countries who are homosexual under uh, undergo very much the same the same kind of treatment. Mm-hmm. As as women do in those societies, yeah, I think a lot I of times worse. it's worse. Maybe it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's, worse. It's yeah. death. Yeah, yeah because certain, they. I mean, they can't even. Sure. They can't even be looked at as rape material. It's it's yeah, true, tinder. True, true. It's, uh, well, even even, even yeah. what ISIS was doing, where they throwing had them off the building, throwing homosexual men yeah. off the top. That of the building. was <sighs> the most horrifying thing yeah. I've ever seen. That, and yeah, did you see the guy that survived? No, they threw a guy off the top of the building. He survived, and the crowd stoned him to death. Wow. Religion. What does it hurt? Yeah, everyone. What's yeah, the harm? Yeah, theocracy. Mm-hmm. That's worked before. Yeah. Oh God. That's All right. Horrific. Well, let's not end on that. Uh, well, I tell you what. <laughs> when I worked for the emergency department, we'd start every meeting. We'd end every meeting with my favorite "I shit my pants" story. So I think we should oh. go around the room. And well, don't be- tell me you don't have one. Oh, we all got one. Go be- before. <laughs> but before we start with that. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to plug for Restore oh. Humanity? Anything coming up, <laughs> yeah. event you got going on, stuff you want people to go check out? Um, the uh, the World Congress of Families event is going to be our main focus now for the next nine months. We do plan on doing some kind of a uh, counter production. And hopefully if we can get enough money in, it's going to be big and it'll be inclusive families. It's going to be about all of the families that the World Congress of Families rejects. Mm-hmm. But their primary... Um, topic that they're going to be discussing while they're here is going to be religious liberty yeah so we need yeah. to talk a lot about that too so just keep around yeah. we'll be in the news we'll be keeping everybody informed and uh and, and, and keep us posted on it too i mean yeah. i think we all look at uh restore humanity we follow you on facebook and everything too yeah and that too follow restore your restore our humanity on facebook go check them out uh, and that'll get a good group better when we have a communications director. We're, oh, doing, okay. we're doing our best right now. <laughs> we're doing our best. <laughs> and, 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 and what this group means by religious liberty is religious bigotry. Right, right. And they're coming in when? October. They'll be here the last week of October. October, yeah. okay. So October's going to be a busy month in Utah. Some time to build some, build some yeah. forces. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also coming up, uh, we have the Atheists of Utah Winter Gala. Which yep. will be taking place on March seventh. Uh, you'll need to buy your tickets before February twentieth. That is the last day to buy tickets for this awesome event that has happened for the last three years. I'm very happy to have been part of it for the last three years. It's a really, really good time. You guys should check it out. You can find it on Facebook at facebook.com/slash atheists of Utah, or you can find them on Meetup or just atheists of Utah.org online. And the tickets are cheaper if you join. Yes. I just joined. So You get a discount if you are a paid member of Atheists of Utah. And still podcast filled with the benefit concert going on tentatively March 20th still? Correct. Uh, we will be announcing or, or the podcast fill people, Jeff Bell, will be announcing <laughs> more details for uh, podcast fill, which is going to benefit Forrest Shaw and his family. Uh, there's a benefit concert planned for March 20th. Uh, save the date for that because it's sure to be a really good time and we'll go to help a really, really great family who desperately needs your help and is very, very deserving and are awesome fucking people. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually off work that day, so I plan on being there. Sweet. Nice. And I could sit around and chit-chat with you guys like all fucking night. (laughs) Honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're both so cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I I guess as we're going out tonight, we got to give our awesome shit our pants stories. (laughs) Oh, 
Okay. I want Mark to go first. Oh, Mark. <laughs> I've never done that. So yesterday... Uh, I came was... home with one sock. <laughs> Jeez, I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> we'll give you a pass, Mark. Okay. <laughs> you start it, and then I'll think about it. Oh, God. Oh, man. Go, Dan. <laughs> okay, so... I'll, I'll go. Okay. okay. I was... Go ahead, Matt. Not feeling super good, right? And... Went to <laughs> because ordinarily I shit my pants when I'm, I'm feeling, feeling fine. Awesome. <laughs> right. Funny, that's how my story starts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but uh, I think maybe because I drink too much. I don't know. And uh, I don't know. So it I went to be a contributing factor. <laughs> I went to my sister's, Beth's, who's been on the show. Yeah. Um, and she just she had a really hard time having a child. She's been married for a long time. They finally uh, had an awesome, beautiful son. And I went over there for the Patriots game, and they just bought a whole new sectional. Oh, God. Yeah. Please tell me it wasn't leather. It's, nope, but... <laughs> leather probably would have been better. Exactly. Yeah. Mi- microfiber. <laughs> Wait, was this oh. a Super Bowl? <laughs> no. Okay. No, not not that recently. Th- this season, though, yeah. And uh, so... <laughs> which, which game was it? It'll give me a little bit of... Uh, Green God. Bay? No, before that. Miami? It would have been... Kansas City? No, after Kansas City, shit. Baltimore? Yeah, but you lost to Green Bay. No, yeah, bef- we did. Before, not very, not before very much. Baltimore. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but Green That's Bay, true. Green Bay, fucking <laughs> dropped the fucking ball on Seattle and yeah. let them win that game. That was horrible. Hey. Anyway, so anyway, so I go, <laughs> so I go over there, and we're hanging out and I'm watching the game, and I'm getting drunker and drunker, and um, I cough shit my pants, and uh, <laughs> I was I was sitting on the ca- and it's brown. So good. that's good. Brand fucking new. Seriously, like within a week had been delivered. And, and I so, pooped on it. Yeah. And then I pooped. This is so, nice. Let me poop on it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like this well, belongs to me for me to poop on. So is that anyway, like marking your territory? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I was claiming her couch. And uh, no, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't even an expected cough. It just kind of happened. And then I'm like, oh, I pooped. Uh, both. Uh, uh, ends are active. It was so. a surprise cough <laughs> and a surprise poo. Yeah, so so I got up and I went to the bathroom and tried to figure it out. And then uh, and then I came back out and the game was almost over. So I'm like, I need to go because I pooped myself. And then uh, and then and then my sister my sister texted me for like three days telling me about how her cat kept trying to bury that spot on the couch. And asking if I knew anyone that could clean the area, so. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. I don't know if mine's yeah. that as funny as that. Fortunately, my. How uh, could it not be? Fortunately, uh, one, of, one of my really good friends cleans carpets and had some stuff, so that was figured out. So yeah. you walked away and left the stain. You're like, see ya. Well, uh, what was I going to do? I had my own problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like it. Le- it's not like oh, it look at the time. Through. I just, I, you know, I just. There were it was remnants, a full release. I don't know. Was it a full release? Like no, 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 no. So it was, was just like a ooh. Yeah, well, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a little drooling going on. Is all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, cats are a little more sensitive than than yeah. humans. So yeah, yeah. spent the next three days trying to bury that spot. Yeah. It sounds like I need to get a cat to know whenever <laughs> somebody shits on my couch. <laughs> yeah. But what I really want to know is, did we win the game? Uh, he I, didn't see the I end. I really he wish. His pants. I could, yeah. 
Had a, I think so because we only lost a few. So yeah. four. I think we lost four. Yeah. Well, the last one to Buffalo. We. But anyway, it's a good thing you're not a superstitious person <laughs> to, to think that. Well, that one time I shit myself oh, yeah. on Beth's we couch. Won. I hope we lost. <laughs> so, so then every week I'm like, hey, Beth, can I come over? And she's like, no. Go never pass. again. Just put a towel yeah, down. Your team doesn't make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Uh, nice. Come on, Beth, take one for the team. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. So when I was in high school, we liked to play a game called Ultimate Frisbee. We would play like every Saturday. In the summer, go down to a park and play ultimate frisbee. So one day we're down there playing, and someone from the other team threw a, threw the frisbee, and I jumped up as high as I could, grabbed it, and I like slammed it in the ground. As I slammed it in the ground, in all my excitement, I pooped. <laughs> how, I like, old, how old were you? Seventeen. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh god, that's way better than uh, being thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> So as I realized I pooped, and I realized I'm wearing shorts, it's hot out, and I just pooped. I can't keep playing this game. I run over to my little Nissan Sentra, and I'm like, I got to run home real quick. I forgot something. I forgot something. Like to poop before I got on the field today. Went home, went into the bathroom, cleaned the poop off my ass, changed clothes, showed back up, and everybody's like, why, why did Duffy go home and come back in different clothes? You look different. <laughs> and he said he needed his knee brace, and he's not even wearing a knee brace. <laughs> like, dude, you took the Frisbee. Not cool. <laughs> so I don't know that if they knew really. I should. <laughs> Had to protect yeah. the seats in my Nissan Sentra. It was one of those overly yeah. excited grabbing the Frisbee and chucking it to the ground and like giving that barbaric scream where you're like, ah, uh, we, We've all had that. And you shit. No. <laughs> Sometimes you poop a little. Did anyone find out? I don't think so. You have no good one, friends. You have good friends. No one mentioned it. I mean, yeah, I can dude. ask him. That's when I talked to him. Like, hey, remember that time when I ran off from Ultimate Frisbee? Just say, do you remember that time when I shit my pants? If they all nod, then they or uh, they might be the three <laughs> listeners we have in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> I, ironically, uh, Texas is still third on our list for our listenership. Really? really? U- it goes Utah, California, Texas. It's so weird. Huh. For listenership. Do I mean, we, that's wow. crazy. Do we still have that 1% Thailand? Whoever. Yeah, is? we still got Thailand, Germany, Russia, South Korea. Well, Germany's going up after this bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pooping. Oh, yeah, the pooping. Oh, they yeah. love that. They love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, Germany. They're, they're <laughs> not going to like your story. Hey, we didn't give them what? the reputation. <laughs> <laughs> they can blame it on the internet. <laughs> All right, who's next? Dan. <laughs> I was trying to think. I think the the only one that I or the most recent one I can think of. Please incorporate is, your beard <laughs> somehow. Oh, that would be, be awesome. That would be bad, right? <laughs> that, no, that uh, honestly, I think the most recent one was when I was uh, like, when one is when I was still little, like like eight. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, this I, dude, mine was last week. I had to call everyone I knew to clean that up. No, like I poop like three or four times a day to make sure this isn't an issue. <laughs> oh, right. You've never had a scary Good fart. Thinking. You've never had a long road trip. Come on. You need to drink a long road trip. <laughs> you need to drink more. I'm trying to. I'll loosen it up. Eat more dairy. Eat more. There dairy. you go. Coffee. All right, I'm so... trying to think, but honestly, like the the most recent one I can think of. 
You want to hear the earliest one or the most recent? I want to hear your favorite. So so Dan is pushing out of this one. Every every eight-year-old kid poops. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. We were, I was at, but it was, it it may be more fun because I was with the Bishop's kids. Okay. We'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) So the Bishop's kids lived next door and they had a big garden and we would go into their parents' garden and raid the garden before everything was completely ripe. And so we spent an entire day eating like peas before they were quite done and corn before they were quite done. And then cherries from our tree in the backyard before they oh, were cherries quite done. always help. Uh, oh, yeah. This is what this <laughs> we call the story: the flock of ducks. <laughs> <laughs> but I can I can remember sitting on top of the wooden fence that divided our yards and eating peas and thinking I had to fart, <laughs> and then I had to go home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I had one of those in Iraq when it was like 120 degrees out, and I just got done doing some like hardcore PT outside, and I was walking back in, and I like, oh, oh, <laughs> wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> well, it's 120 degrees. A, a liquid fart goes everywhere, but evaporates. No, I do remember. Why didn't you tell that story? <laughs> oh, because that wasn't as good as the ultimate frisbee one where I had to run home and change. That was already better. That one I have, sentence. Uh, I have several hard. stories of other people pooping. <laughs> That'll be no. next episode. What's your yeah. favorite other people shitting their pants story? My favorite other people shitting their pants story? God, there's Ooh, so that's many. a tough one. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, probably my friend, and I won't mention his name because. He may be listening. It would be Bob more. Henline. It Bob would Henline. be more. Of <laughs> I was going to do it. It's not Bob. I swear. Uh, Ken Henline. <laughs> <laughs> it could be Ken. Anyone in the Ken? In, anyone in the Henline family really is open for this. Uh, no, he he had been pulled over by the police for speeding, and he was terrified because he had also had a couple drinks prior to being pulled over, and. So as he's sitting there waiting for the police to come, the tension is building and he had already like needed to go. Like uh, he, he, you know, it's, I don't know. Maybe he had had some coffee. It's already knocking at muffin. the door. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old Duke's a knocking anyway. <laughs> and then he gets pulled over by the police and is just really, really upset and nervous and pooped himself <laughs> before the officer even came to his window <laughs> Oh, but then he geez. rolled down the window, and the officer was like, "You probably ought to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Smells like you need to go home." <laughs> That's one way to mask the smell of alcohol on your breath. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I if I recall correctly, he was pulled over for speeding, and the officer was like, "Smells like you need to go home." <laughs> I, like, I, I understand been. the rush. <laughs> Have a good day. I haven't been drinking. I just uh, ate a crap sandwich. Can I just, go now? That's just a lesson. Next time you get pulled over by a cop for speeding, shit yourself. Yeah, so. there you go. Oh, man. This Pull is- a Ted Nugent. <laughs> Did that actually happen, or is that... No, that's, that, that, according to Ted Nugent, that's how he... he admits it. That's yeah. how he got out of uh, going to... Yeah, that's how he got out of the draft, was Shit. pooping himself. I can't believe that's a reason not to go. And nobody, why would nobody he wants want, to bunk like, with doesn't that guy? he seem like the guy that would want to go kill some brown people? Well, sure, but in know, retrospect maybe, but if the brown people are if the brown people or the yellow people are shooting back at you, it's not such well, an attractive I didn't say offer. That. 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose. This so was this, just so you guys know. This was a highbrow show until you. Uh, you could totally until edit this Sarah came out. in and Sarah did this. Sharded the whole place up. Yeah. We don't edit anything. The <laughs> actually the only time I've ever shit my pants was when I was eleven, <clears throat> and uh, we were having an assembly at school, and we had. We had all our assemblies in the lunchroom, so we all had to take our chair and carry it over our head into the lunchroom. So about 50 feet out of my classroom, with my chair over my head, I had that stabbing pain in my stomach. <laughs> but I was just so mortified that I just kept walking with the chair over my head and just shit just myself <laughs> in a skirt with my little bobby socks folded down, oh, down no. both legs, Did it run all into my down? socks and shoes, and no one said anything. Yeah, sat through the entire assembly with poop completely soiled yeah everybody's like what is that <laughs> 25 minutes my teacher comes over and was like we need to have a talk outside <laughs> and that was it it's mud mm-hmm. yeah so before i got divorced i was at disneyland with my ex-wife and we were standing in line and as we're progressing through the line for whatever fucking ride we we're waiting for all of a sudden this this stench like slaps me in the face and I and I wrinkled up my nose and I turned and I looked at my wife and loud as fuck she's like, "Oh my god, someone is fucking sick and needs to go home right now." <laughs> I don't know if somebody pooped themselves while they were waiting because they were scared or sick or whatever, but it was awful. Hmm. You don't know who did it. I don't know who did <sighs> it. Cool story, bro. Mark, can we let Mark <laughs> off the hook? I I <laughs> I can't think of any stories to tell, but I've got this thing on my pants right here, and I I think I spilled some pizza. I don't oh. know what this is. It's a little sure that's pizza. It's not the same thing, Mark. I'm colorblind. <laughs> I'm not, I the only thing I, I can think of a picture that I saw on the People of Walmart website. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> was it my dad? <laughs> No, this was a rather large woman wearing oh. very tight white pants bent oh, over. I've seen that Without picture. Seen that picture? Yeah, with oh, her racing stripes. There. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've seen that one. I think I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. That comes to right. mind. Well, okay. we'll take it. Okay. See, I don't. I tell people that's why I don't shop at Walmart because I'm so paranoid that I'll end up on that website. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can remember. Sometime within the last five years that, like, I thought I just had to fart and a little bit of poop came out. <laughs> and so I went to the bathroom and had to, like, scrub in my underpants a yeah, little bit. that but. happens to everybody, I think. So, yeah, there's two schools of people. It's the try to clean your underpants or just toss your underpants. Wait, but weren't yeah. you just giving me shit? But because... you have to. But then if you're, if you're going to toss your underpants, this was. It's hard to do in a public restroom. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, this was somewhere public. You palm it. No, but so you're in the stall where you have like the one foot gap underneath the door. And so in order to get your pants off, you have to take your shoes off. And if you're going to take your shoes off, you're going to take your socks off because you don't want to get that on your fucking socks. Because that's worse than walking around in shitty underwear. Well, I don't want to sit in people's pee. Yeah. See, women have that little garbage canny thing in the stall. Yeah, yeah guys don't have fair. Yeah, yeah, guys you don't can, have tampons. Women's underwear a lot less. <laughs> yeah, what about yeah. men's rights? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about white, rich, straight men's <laughs> rights for once? To have a garbage can in their bathroom. <laughs> so that not everybody can tell if we've shit <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> and you guys don't edit this, huh? No. <laughs> no post. 
No, sorry. I would invite listener stories. That would be, <laughs> yeah. that would be funny. Yes, please send your pooping yourself stories to yeah. godlessrevolution at gmail.com or post them to our page Facebook. on Facebook. Maybe we should think about getting the godless revolution uh, domain. <laughs> Just have them send it there. Revolution. <laughs> Nice. All right, uh, well, let's close this with a, with a quote here. All right. All right. Uh, most of those involved, speaking of uh, the topic of today, most of those involved are people who have not been in front of the cameras or in front of the media, who are in the background, people who have been together for decades and never expected to see this day. All of these people worked and donated, and one day, on Saturday, December 21st, children woke up to find their parents were married and their families equal. On behalf of myself and my crew at Restore Our Humanity, it's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. Thank Yay. you, Mark, for, for joining us. <laughs> thank you. It guys. has been well, an honor so and a privilege. Much for you here. Thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. Like I said, I, I could sit around and chit chat with you guys all. Yeah, <laughs> these guys are the best. Let's do it after the WC, guys and gals. This is a WCF thing. We'll get together again. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, let's keep in touch back. because we we've got a we've got a major a major campaign to run for. Uh, Getting people together to to stop this tyranny yeah. that's that's heading our way. Yeah. Yep. Um, That'll be good. We'd love to have you guys. And all all the support of our listeners too. We appreciate. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And I will see you guys at your party on the when is it? March seven. March seventh. <laughs> March seventh. <laughs> okay. March seventh. Yeah. <laughs> there will be a contingency from Restore. Yes. Is the gallon. excellent? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> and everybody re- visit Restore Our Humanity. Donate yes. if you're able. Five bucks. One, four, five. It's yep, on our one, four, five. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, well, thanks Phil. for tuning in, everybody. Till next week. Say goodnight, peoples. Bye, y'all. Good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Won't be the last that won't.